hope the sirens not gonna be in it. I don't think so. It's like really quiet. Just edited out. Put like shake a tail feather in the background. So it's like you know. When Andy has, all right, guys, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. <laughs> and he goes over to Pam. Why does he do that? I, I don't I never know. Why he does that. I don't know. But he goes over to Pam, and she's like. I've heard this song so many times that I still don't know the words. She's like, and home, and home, and home. Yes. <laughs> it was so funny. I think it's the challenger in me. Every time you like put something, I was like, ooh, I can disagree. Oh, good. And then I, no, but then, no, it doesn't get as good because I read your description and I was like, ooh, she's good. Oh, no, I there, there's her wing five coming out. I know you're not like a wing five, but you know how like each number has. Oh, they can kind of waver. I think I think that's what the thing is. That makes sense. That's I've the heard thing. that's the thing. I mean, I know everyone <laughs> can like have a little bit of each one in yourself. Like you don't right, have to be right. whatever box. Like, I get it. But I have heard that like, yeah, I'm a seven wing eight, but like I will have six tendencies because it's so close to my wing or okay. my number. Yeah, that makes sense. I've never thought about that. Which I could. I mean, I might just see it because like self fulfilling prophecy. But like, I could totally see six. Like, me being, like, worst case scenario, like, okay, well, I'm walking at, at night, uh, so I'm going to die because, like, someone's been following me for the past six days. Like, I could, <laughs> I, I, I say that to myself, and yeah. I, then I'm, like, I, I'm either just crazy or it's my sixth wing coming out. I see. Okay. So, I mean, whatever you, like. That makes sense. I feel like prophecy or if it's actual Enneagram science. Which makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about, actually, last night at our, like, small group, which, so it's just, like six of us so we call it smallest group mm-hmm. or teeny group teeny tiny group and we were talking about why i mean there's so many factors but why some people experience anxiety and some people don't and obviously anxiety is like whatever you're manifesting in your brain right. is like reacting in your body and i get anxious and worried but i don't experience anxiety really mm-hmm. and i think that i'm more like heart and body connected so it's like something is bothering me then like it shows up in my body but mm-hmm. like I'm, it's not like if I'm really scared it's like I, I'm like paralyzed in right. my body or something but so that so you're in the, <clears throat> what, what's the triad called I'm in the feelings triad the feelings triad and the yeah. other triad besides feelings mind mm-hmm. and what is gut anger anger gut, yeah okay. which is weird because nine is in the gut anger and they're the peacemaker I know that is weird but it's because they like they want to keep the peace so much that it, I think it comes out in, like, outbursts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and my sister's the one, and we always make fun of angry Mal when she gets, like, when she gets mad, it's like she's, like, smiling, and she gets these, like, crazy eyes. <laughs> Man, well, I'm not going like, to lie. Ones are scary. Yeah. Ones are probably the scariest number. Yeah. One is the scariest yes. number that you'll ever do. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I mean, ones I mean, and, and eights. I don't, I don't know. If it's I love I'm eights, a wing but eight, yeah. But I like don't. I love. I love eights. I don't get scared. But yeah, when right. it, when it's like you yourself being like, oh man, <laughs> yeah. I just like rip on everyone. and Everyone sucks. It's because I'm an eight, and I'm like, so like okay. sorry. Yeah. Well, and like it's if you stay in your own camp, like the more you stay in your own camp, the like the less you're going to be able to connect to anybody. So right. if I was just like, no one understands me, and like you, you know, understand. and I'm just everything affects me, and I can't then I would never live a good life, you know? Right. And, and it's, it's the same it's with an eight, same with a seven. Prophecy, like over yeah. and over again. And I, we talk about, like we literally have our Enneagrams at work posted. Really? On our desk. Do you like that? I or, do. Okay. Um, but because I will say 
like our company as a whole, but my team specifically is in like a very weirdly healthy, like I know things that are going on in people's lives that I'm not friends with that they tell me. That's cool. Like it's just like if something's going on in my life, like I will tell my leader, not because he makes me, Mm -hmm. because it's like so open and he wants to know because like if something's going on and it's affecting my work or like my mood, he doesn't want to be like, okay, why are you at? Like, he just want to get frustrated at me. He wants to be right. like, okay, this is why. Like, you need to go home or you need to do this and this and that. That's cool. So this is why I do like the Enneagram because it especially because I work for leaders. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't, like, work and I have leaders. Like, I work for leaders. Like, that's my job. Yeah. Like an assistant. And I, I hear them talk all the time about they act differently towards different numbers not like act differently but like you're not gonna because it's all salespeople. so it's like there's different ways to motivate a three that you would not use to motivate a four yes yeah because like obviously a four can't get super down on themselves and just like kind of this with the three if you tell them the same thing they're like oh, i'm gonna prove i'm wrong like right this and this and that. so it's like yeah different. that's cool that's cool that it like encourages honesty and communication right. and all that because i think i'm sure there could be negative things to that but i think there's probably more oh, benef- there are beneficial it's more beneficial than not. Right. Yeah. No, I totally agree. It's part of your office lingo. It really is. Yeah. It's like weirdly a part of office That's lingo. That's so cool. I'm so excited about this. Me too. Like I know we've kind of already started, but like yeah. I'm ready for like the official start. Yes. So hello everybody. Welcome to season one, episode two of Monologue. This time we are looking at quite possibly my favorite show of all time. All time favorite. All time favorite. It is a show... <laughs> Hopped off the plane in Scranton, PA. <laughs> <laughs> it's about a uh, saber, saber. <laughs> it's sooner than a sabre and saber. <laughs> God, Aaron is the best. It is a show in Scranton, PA, about a paper company and all the lives of the people that work there, <laughs> and it is. Can you guess? I bet no one can no guess. One can, no one it is called The Office. So for this episode, I had a really, you know, intense vetting process. There were applications, there were interviews, mm-hmm. and the one that won out is Smith's Meredith Roman. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just glad to be here. I'm just glad that you're here. Thank you. Yeah, Meredith and I, yeah, we met at Belmont. Met through... Go Bruins. Go Bruins. Met through TT, which is not PP. Not PP. <laughs> no. It's, it's a weird name. It's a weird name. If you're not from Belmont. Right. If you're not from Belmont, you get it. You hate us. It. Freshman <laughs> orientation, and we just scream and yell. And yes. Perfect. We... Yeah. Yeah, we move everybody in. We usher in a group of freshmen, and we have about two weeks of training that feels like summer camp, and it's really fun. It does. And, okay, so I I never told you this, but... Oh, gosh. Don't we, like, meet our group, like, once before we actually start training? Yes. Okay. Like, at the end of the last semester before summer. Okay. So, I remember meeting you... Or not meeting you, but just like you were in the mm-hmm. group. And I was like <laughs> kind of intimidated by you. Because <laughs> I played basketball. Because you played basketball. Like, so you were just like really confident. And... Very confident because I'm a seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll dig into that later. But 
then oh and then you were like late to the actual training right because you yeah. had was it basketball probably probably oh, i hope i said it was basketball who knows what it was but <laughs> yeah you're actually at fat camp <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. but um but yeah like we we didn't become friends immediately no because it wasn't until it wasn't until the actual training but it's funny because i like knew i was going to be friends with you because, like, this thing with Belmont, you know, you got mutual friends here and right. there. And it's like, oh, like, Monica's in your group. Oh, that's a good group. Like, Monica's great. Aww. Like, that, I always heard it. Oh, that's so nice. So, I, I kind of knew I was going to be friends with you. Yeah. But once you got my obscure offense reference, then it was, like, that one was... of those stepbrothers moments. Like, did we just become best friends? <laughs> right. That's kind of what I thought. That sealed the deal. It really did. Yeah. It was great. And I, I remember this moment of doing freshman move, ugh, freshman move in where we literally – from like 6 a.m. until 4 p.m. just move all the freshmen in and it's exhausting but it's so fun and I remember you and I were like talking or something and then we like left to go move and then we like came back and Erin Fisher who was my roommate came over and she was like y'all been talking for like so long like what are y'all talking about and I was like I don't know like probably the office probably the office and obviously. we would like we, I think I remember you grabbing someone's like stuffed animal from the car and then like making some obscure reference and I like did it back to you like carrying water bottles with my bucket hat yes you remember that and everyone's like what oh man yeah, it, was it was so great. great yeah so great no one liked us but it was great yeah no one liked us but us <laughs> oh and then <laughs> we uh we do like a charity event or whatever or not uh, uh we serve the community yes right yes, yes, yes. and we were on the bus and we had control of oh the my gosh i forgot <laughs> the intercom <laughs> and we thought again another moment we thought we were so funny Just we were no like one laughed, but I- we are cruising at about a uh, 40 miles per hour yeah, I still think it's funny. And then we did um, Toby Flanders. <laughs> you have what the bad again. <laughs> and you must go home to clean up your urine. <laughs> price <Michael> checks. For- <laughs> Was that price check for fabric softener on aisle four? <laughs> Such a dork. <laughs> Such a dork. Luke, I am your father. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Which is funny. Did you... It's, like, super tangent. But do uh-huh. you know that in Star Wars, he never actually says, Luke, I am your father? It's, like, it's a misquote. Oh, yeah. Did you know that? I think I read that somewhere. I've actually never seen Star Wars, which is oh, crazy. Oh, gosh. I've, I've seen one movie a long I'm time ago. I'm not, like, a Star Wars freak, so I'm not really okay. offended by it. But yeah. it's still crazy. Yeah. I haven't seen any Lord of the It is still Rings, horrible. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, anyway. so it's actually not... A quote. It's not. It's not the actual quote. Yeah. I knew what it was and I forgot. But it, that is not the actual quote. It's like, is... I'm your daddy. Luke. Yeah. It's like I'm your papa. I'm your. I'm your papa. <laughs> I'm your sugar daddy. I'm your papa. <laughs> Come to papa. <laughs> I don't know. Something like that. Stretch out his arms. Go yeah. to papa. <laughs> it, was, it was close to that. Funny. So tell me about your journey with the Instagram. The road back to you, the if road, you will. The road back to me. Yes. Yeah. So over <clears> three years ago, one of my friends, Adrian Torrance, she went to Belmont as well. She was two years older than me, so she's already moved away, and she just randomly texted me one day and was like, you have to learn about this Enneagram, you're a total seven. And I had no idea what that that was, and like Enneagram like wasn't super like hip like it is now. Right. So I was like reading about it, and I was just so offended. I was like, are you kidding? Like, I don't avoid pain. Like, what does that <laughs> even mean? Like, I'm not that scattered. Like, this and this and that, and like, kind of got offended, and it was funny because about a year after that, someone was saying, oh, like, the number you're most offended like with is probably the number you are so it totally matched up I did think I was a three but you did write in one of your blogs that three and sevens 
could be, be mistyped. Can, yeah. Can I was going to ask you about that because yes. you, okay, so continue. You thought you were seven. I mean, you know you're seven. Yes, I know I'm yeah. seven. She actually did type me correctly because yeah. although like part of me was like, oh, I'm, I'm a three, I'm a three. I don't know if I was a three and then I changed to a seven or if I've always been a seven and like tried to cover it with like sports and stuff like that. But um, yeah, definitely the back end, like actually understanding like the back end of a seven and like mm-hmm. the motivations was the when I was like, okay, definitely a seven, definitely a wing eight. So kind of. I like that. The back yeah, end. The back end. Yeah. Not just like the, the description. More right. Because I'm not always and the super like energetic and outgoing and I don't always mm-hmm. love being around a bunch of people. So when you think of like your classic seven, you definitely won't think of me because mm-hmm. I kind of teeter on like the extrovert introvert line. Totally. But, but yeah, the back end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I relate to that because I'm probably an extroverted four and you're an introverted seven. Yeah. Yeah. So I get that. There you go. Yeah. Look at us. Yeah. Three. And your wing is an eight. My wing is an eight. Yeah. Yeah. We're, um, we're doing wings for this one, which is great. Yes. I'm excited about and that. And the wing is the number next to yours. So Meredith could be either a seven, eight or seven, six. I could be either a four, five, four, three. And yeah. So, and that actually helped typing. It was kind of harder because like Gilmore Girls is more, yeah, it's very comedic, but it's more of a drama. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like almost wings would have been easier for that one. But the office, it's like, they're kind of caricatures, even though they are people and like they have those moments. There's some that are like, you know, like Andy Bernard sometimes yeah it's like, not like I don't know real life even though it did start to get more like real life towards the end of it yes which is when I was getting confused like trying to type him out and I was like well Pam's like this well then after season five like she doesn't really act like that so right I that got, was one of the hardest yeah, ones. yeah I got yeah. like trying to decide when they actually became more like human yes in the later episodes because mm-hmm. you're so right I didn't even think about that like yeah. one through five totally just like oh they're just like caricatures right like, michael's not a real person right and they they have those rare moments like i feel like they start introducing that probably season late season two three mm-hmm. but i think you're right it's like the really later ones where it's like okay we're wrapping this up and these are like people that we've been getting to know for years right which is so crazy which is crazy yeah brain. so i mean you kind of said what resonated with you what was the hardest thing to read about a seven initially and maybe just as you look back at it like for me personally Mm -hmm. I think it was just that whole like always in a great mood every single second is glass half full and like I definitely think I could I can be like that in certain certain situations which is Mm -hmm. why I thought it was a three because I was like picking choosing the situations okay to when I would be like what I needed to be yes which is why it's kind of like oh that's totally a three tendency but um but like even though that's a seven like I mean yeah sevens aren't always happy so totally yeah but yeah so yeah I think that was like the hardest part was being like I'm not like I don't want to go to a party every day of the week or like even maybe yeah. like once a week sometimes so right I don't know that was the hardest part of me really thinking if I was a seven or not yeah, yeah. I, I think sometimes extroverts slash sevens think that they have to be that way all the time right whereas you know not all of us are our typical selves exactly. all the time mm-hmm. yeah so uh do you like this uh this red. So I, this is not a sponsor, but we can pretend like it is because that'd oh, be cool. Totally do it. Um, Maybe give you like a percentage. Armchair experts brought to you by HelloFresh. <laughs> Use my code MONLOG. Get HelloFresh.com slash MON. 30% off. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I actually think I got a promo code from Armchair Expert because I just did this once and then I was like, I canceled because I can't afford that all yeah. the time. But you get three reds and three whites. And this is like a lighter, um, I don't even know what type it is, but 
Yeah. It's nice. It's kind of a oaky afterbirth. <laughs> <laughs> Had to say it. It's Had to. Bit of a, we, Meredith and I did a <laughs> trivia night, which we got like seventh out Something of like, like 50 yeah. teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So pretty so, proud. So, yeah. So, um, not a, so, like, yeah. We definitely thought we could have done better, but right. those questions were they were hard, hard and the teams were made up of like 15 people and we right. just had three. So, so like by default, we basically by default, won. We won. <laughs> we won. Um, if we're yes. really making it fair. And our team name was Little Kid Lovers, <laughs> which was great. But my second really favorite was Oki Afterbirth was someone's oh, team gosh, name. I love it. And uh, Quiggity Asherance. That was one of my favorites. <laughs> I was almost jealous when they said that. I was like, oh, we didn't even think of that. Yes. Oh, great. Quiggity. That's not it. I'm getting close to it. <laughs> oh, man. I love it. I was just watching because I wanted to, you know, pregame a little bit. And I turned on the baby shower episode where Michael throws Jan a baby mm-hmm. shower and he has nothing to do with her baby. And Jim's trying to listen to Pam tell a story and he's getting all distracted because, like, Felix is asking him for money. And right. and then he turns around and Green is just wrapping his ankle. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, Gosh. it's the little moments. It's the little moments. And oh. I swear, like, I didn't notice that the first... 18 times I've seen I this show. I mean, the absolute best part of The Office. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I really think, like, when I'm over at friend's house, it's like, do you want to, what do you want to watch? And I'm like, oh, we, we could watch The Office. I was like, can we watch something else this time? I'm like, oh, why, though? But why? But there's no need. It's like a fine wine. Right? Yeah. Yeah, when did you first start watching The Office? Gosh, so it was when it was on TV. Okay. Um, do you yeah. know what season the carpet episode was? Uh, good trivia question. That was season two, but I... Probably in the middle of season two, right. so probably t- 2000. So that was the... Six. Okay. I don't know. Well, there you go. 2006. So I was in sixth grade. Um, that's total guess. Don't... If, that, if that's Guys, correct, don't, like, tweet at me all the... If you that's know. correct. Yeah. <laughs> Stop, like, giving me hate mail. Me right. I don't have a Monica Padman to fact check me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that was the first episode I started with, which was a fantastic episode to start yes. with. And that was when it was on TV. Oh, yeah. So from there, I was hooked. And that's... I, oh, I mean, it's so funny... And then that's such a good Jim and Pam introduction. Oh, yeah. Because he has to sit in the back. and Oh, it was perfect. Yeah. Oh, uh, and then Creed. I was like, someone making soup? <laughs> like, my my dad hates The Office. Like, he he thinks it's inappropriate and all these other things. But for whatever reason, <laughs> that line gets him every time. Like, he does not like it. But I don't know what it is. When Creed says, someone making soup? He someone just making soup loses it. <laughs> no idea why. My, it's great because my, well, so... I actually watched the first episode I ever watched was Diversity Day mm. and I was like 12 at a theater camp and some of the older kids were like watching it in the common room. What happens in theater camp? Exactly. <laughs> Stays in theater camp. It's so scandalous. And I was watching it and I was kind of like, I don't really get this yet. Like I, I, <laughs> I felt like, and I remember being like, that guy's kind of cute. It was Jim. And I, I was laughing, but I, I had never seen that style of show probably right. ever. Yeah, I hadn't either. And so... I was like, I think it was almost like, I know I will like this. Yeah. In a few years. <laughs> Isn't that so crazy? It was so long ago so when long we first ago. started watching it. It's like 13 years and ago. And we still watch it. Yeah. And we haven't stopped in between those. <laughs> yeah, but stop. We won't stop. No, we won't. Oh, Can't stop. Won't stop. And then, so then that was my first experience. But then probably, probably when I was 13, which was just a year later. Hold <laughs> on. Okay. So, like nine so months I went, later, I, I went really in here. I understand the, the humor. <laughs> <laughs> it was 
after puberty. You know, I was a teenager. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had oh, had, you know, I was in junior high. So like, right. I was just I get it. I got my period. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say it. And oh that's actually very, very accurate. Yeah, true. Honestly, yeah. truly. <laughs> getting getting honest. <laughs> um, Vulnerability. Yeah, so nice. got my period. Loved the office. Um, no, okay. So my sister and I were on a plane and we watched uh, Dun- the Dundies season two, episode mm-hmm. one. And which was such a bad representation of Pam because right. she just gets wasted. The best representation of Pam. But, but she I know does an amazing job at it. And I literally, I remember laughing so much and like disturbing the people around us like i think we had to stop watching it because we were laughing so much so that like started it and then it was so fun because all my friends like in eighth grade loved it and so we were just obsessed with it we literally we got so obsessed with that's what she said that someone made a binder or like a notebook of course and we'd write down all of the that's what she says we heard especially from teachers because that was so scandalous oh and we would like Ms. giggle Bowen in class Can right believe it? and it wouldn't even be that good we were like <laughs> Do you still have that by chance? I wish I did. I didn't actually. It's surprisingly, I'm not the one that made it. Oh, that is surprising, actually. Which is surprising. Yeah. I think the one that made it was Peyton Sarton, who's um, Instagram famous now. So, um, Hustle and Halcyon, (laughs) sponsor us. I'm totally kidding. Link in bio. Link in bio. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What an introduction. I mean, so young. Right? So young. And that's great because I was when Hannah so little shout out to Hannah Drake who's been taking all the photos of the of the pod. She was here earlier and she she was talking about Gilmore Girls and she was like after listening to your episode I want to like go back and watch more because I watched it when I was younger and I haven't really rewatched it and how just like you see things differently when you're older and like you hate characters that you loved and you love characters that you hated and one thing about The Office that's been hard is, like, watching it in this kind of cultural, climate, political climate. Yep. Yeah. And because part of me, it's funny because I think at that point we thought we were past a certain mm-hmm. whatever. Like, we thought Barrier we had. Barrier. Yeah. Kind of we had, like, yeah. And so now we could, like, like joke about all this. Now, like <laughs> yeah. The Holocaust <laughs> just became funny or whatever. It just became funny. <laughs> yeah. And, and, like, I remember talking about this with my mom because she was, like, you know, people watch Michael Scott and they're like, oh my gosh, he's horrible. And they're they're like, we're like, no, he's making fun of people that think that that, that's okay. Exactly. You know, but, and I still believe that, but Mm -hmm. then I, I watch certain things and I'm like, especially just like homosexuality stuff and and racial stuff. And that, I mean, those are really the main ones and women. I mean, (laughs) they're so disrespectful. And it's, I mean, I can laugh at it and I'm, but it does, there's certain parts where it's like, I'm just, naturally have like a knee-jerk reaction to that stuff right exactly yeah. <clears throat> but it's that weird balance of like like you said mm-hmm. like they are they're doing it to make it like known that it is a thing and it's weird right yeah why that i don't know yeah yeah so it's like you don't know what to do and like obviously steve krill came out with all these statements like this would yeah. never work like i'm never doing a reboot like 100 percent will not ever be michael scott again yeah because he knows that's just that's not gonna path fly. to go down yeah and i wonder if that's if he really believes that or if he just really believes that it wouldn't be received well, you know? Yeah, that's It true. might be kind of both, but... Which I've heard he's, like, such a great guy. Yeah. So I hope it's I hope it's the first. I mean, honestly, top five people I'd want to meet. On Oh, yeah. I, I've, yeah, he's the... I've heard he's the sweetest man. And he's a silver He's fox so now. talented. Oh, he's... Yeah. What the heck? He's such a... <laughs> yeah. Such a hunk. Which Whatever. is crazy. Michael Scarn. Yeah. 
All right, should we dig in? I think we should. Okay. So, first up, Miss Erin Hannon. Monica's all-time face. <laughs> I, I love how love much her. you love Erin. I love her. I think Ellie Kemper is just, uh, she's so she's so unique in her comedy. Yeah, you know, and just such a good addition to the show, and such a weirdo, and <laughs> just makes me cringe towards the later seasons when yes. she says things. Like yeah. at first it's like oh fun living Aaron, like just has no idea what's happening, and right. then you're like oh god, like oh like the cringiness, like when she yeah. said that video. When she was dating Gabe, yeah. and it was like, "Oh, we want this party, like this Halloween party, to be, like scary." And oh my gosh! Showed like the grossest video. Yeah. Oh, you just like cringe, and they just keep watching it. But in that interview, she goes, um, "She's like yelling at the screen. She's like, and get out and clean your room. <laughs> clean your room. Grown ups are using it later. Ow! Ow! <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! But anyway, her type. Yes. I'm oh yeah. you, I'm gonna let you run with this one because. Right. Yeah, yeah, because I I want to know if you you, you love Aaron. Oh, I do agree with it. Okay, 100%, cool. Yeah, yeah. So I said type six, the loyalist with a type seven, the enthusiast wing, and I said it was I was kind of tempted to label her a seven wing six, but I think at the root of her, <laughs> she's very like anxious. Yes, and wants security in who she is and who are her parents <laughs> and. <laughs> <laughs> and she also wants confidence in her job and when she uh, relationships and uh, when like the taco bell becomes a <laughs> oh it goes from an express taco bell to a regular one, and she just couldn't keep up oh uh, gosh but then the seven wing because she you know she's really playful and right optimistic exactly. and and i'm jumping ahead here but i sure. do i love that you typed aaron and michael as the same as the same types because mm-hmm. and same wings as well because I just think of that scene when Holly comes back and they do like the cool Christmas yes and they have two boxes and Aaron just totally plays with like the sad box and the happy box yes and it was like happy and she just like shakes the champagne up right. and like it goes everywhere and they're both like jumping up and down and have no idea like they don't care that like yes. Aaron's hair is just soaking wet and it's just like they are so in their moment right yes. now because like they were so afraid and like so scared and then all of a sudden. Like their six jump to their like crazy seven. That's so true. That's just the scene I think of, and I know I jumped ahead with Michael, but no, 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 it's fine. But I love that, yeah, yeah, because I feel like Aaron, when, <laughs> when Michael is telling her the the what to go into the different boxes, <laughs> she's like gummy bears, gummy worms, <laughs> and he's like gummy worms, happy gummy worms, sad. I mean gummy bears, sad. Like come on, Aaron, <laughs> come on. <laughs> but she's and she's so serious. She's like, oh yeah, oh yeah. She like totally just goes with right. It. Oh, I love it because she's like the new Pam, and whereas Pam would look at the camera and be like he's crazy but right. i'm gonna go along with it aaron is like right there with oh him. Yeah. yeah same same exact wavelength yeah absolutely and in the when holly comes to the christmas party and michael has that little speech that's so sweet and he's like that is what is the matter with me oh. holly goes to like go kind of chase no. after him yeah she goes no no yeah so that's her like loyalist side oh, yeah. going to protect him and absolutely yeah. Oh, I love it. This gift that I put in there, the, I would like another alcohol. <laughs> it's so naive. And Andy goes, how many drinks have you had? And she all was so serious. She goes, a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, so she good. really does crack me up. Oh, and one more. One of my favorites, oh, underrated, and this was kind of in the later seasons, 
because Daryl is going to go work for Athlete or Leap or whatever. Mm-hmm. And but she needs to cover for him because he's supposed to be there. And Daryl was like, I actually told Michael and he's fine with it. But she was so excited about doing sneaky sneaks. I just <laughs> let her do it. <laughs> she puts a giant bear in his office to yes. be him. And she pretends to have a conversation with him. She's like, oh, Daryl. And like closes the door and she goes, Daryl is so hilarious. He's here today. <laughs> <laughs> he's here today. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love it. You know, so what? this good. is also a time when I knew I was a seven. Uh-huh. Because you're talking about all like the later episodes. Yeah. I'm going to be a little more quiet because I can't can't finish tv shows that right. is like yes that's a dire seven tendency yeah. yeah so like season eight and nine i know you always get so frustrated when you like quote something at me and it's kind of like staring you blankly and right. i'm like i think i think it's probably later season and you're like i don't know how you don't know that but <laughs> but yeah that, that's where my seven tendencies come in right you just want to move on to the next thing or you or, or you just, get bored with i it. just get i just get bored i want to keep rewatching the episodes that are awesome yes yeah. so i go back and i've you know, seen Diversity Day like 200 yeah. times now because it's just great. It doesn't get old. Yeah. Right. I know. It's funny. It, I'm weirdly the opposite and it's kind of to a fault. Like I literally finished. You always watch it in a row, right? Yeah. Like, you don't just like pick and choose episodes. I mean, I sometimes do that. But literally when I was watching it today, I was like, where did I leave off like a few months ago? I'm like, try to find it. See, I like that hurt hurts me to do. I can't do that. Yeah. Like, that like going in like sequential order is just like, ugh, I hate it. Yeah. It's the worst. <laughs> Well, and even with shows that I should not finish, like Pretty Little Liars, I literally, I was like, it. I hate this. I have to finish it. That's and so great. I don't know what that says about me, but yeah. It's it's honestly probably a good thing. You, yeah. you like, finish it up. I think. <laughs> Maybe I there, we need to be a comp, like yeah, a, honestly, in between we're both good, of us. We compliment each other. Right. Like I'll read a book and like, I think I get what I think I need to get out of it. And I'm like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> like I don't, need, I don't even know what happened. Angela Martin. Angela Martin. Obviously, type eight. That was absolutely very easy. To... I think you did a great job, like when you ex- like just explained it in your description on your on your article. Mm. Because when I think of Angela and Dwight, I'm just like type seven. I mean, type eight, wing eight, like done. Yeah, done. Just eight, like eight. just eight, 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 eight. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I love how you like went into the nine. But I'll let you talk about that because you did a really good job. Of Thank you. That. Yeah, I almost went. I almost did that, and then I was like, they're definitely different, though. Right. And when we talked about it in it's funny to compare it to Gilmore Girls Emily Gilmore is an eight wing nine Angela is an eight wing nine which makes more sense they're more like get out of my way they're a little more like conniving a little mm-hmm. more withdrawn and then eight wing seven is like Paris Geller and Dwight Schrute where it's like they're in your face oh, yeah. all the time just like which aggressive totally makes sense. yes so um I'm like super passive aggressive which is that why at first I was like man could she be like a one two like super perfectionist with just like a kind of prideful sense Mm -hmm. like with a little bit of just like yeah I think one would be the would be the second choice for sure yeah but I totally agree with the um with the eight nine Mm -hmm. like explaining it with the called the bear the eight nine but she's monkey (laughs) (laughs) she's really monkey she is monkey yeah so right (laughs) yeah yeah, like the no nonsense Uh uh-huh love it it was fun to look up the the names of those because obviously the numbers are just ingrained in me by now but the wing ones were were fun right like when she's little baby bear orange is whorish yeah. oh bear works because of it's papa bear mama bear baby bear <laughs> kevin oscar kevin. and angela mama bear <laughs> <laughs> just see kevin pointing yeah. at oscar mama bear, bear. 
Which, like, name a more iconic trio. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> true, honestly. So different. Amazing. They did so that good. so well. And I'm, I almost hate, I mean, I know we're not talking about Kevin tonight, mm-hmm. but I hate what they did with Kevin. Because I, I loved him so much at the beginning. I'm also, I don't know what it is, uh, like, about me, like, hating the later seasons. Not even hating <laughs> the mean, later seasons, they but, definitely... like, hating what the characters turned into. Yeah. But it totally makes sense when you talked about, like, humanizing him more. Like, actually putting him in real life scenarios instead mm-hmm. of not but but yeah man oscar and kevin and angela in that yeah. in that corner do you mean what do you mean with kevin like i feel like they just like i mean he's always dumb and he's slow right but i feel like they like really dumbed him up in a way that's like okay he's not even funny anymore because now he's trying to be dumb i agree that's yeah. how i felt like they did with kevin yeah when at first he you know he's just like <laughs> right and just like <laughs> talk and i felt like him and Jim were like buds, you know. Yeah, but they, like in the basketball episode, yeah, like, with each other, yeah, yeah. They made him like just a caricature of himself. Exactly. Yeah, that's a great way to phrase it. The Cookie Monster. Yeah, the Cookie Monster, yeah. and like I obviously still laugh at that. And when he did like little words make less talk fast. Uh, I know. know. I hate that. Like, it's just that it's, wasn't funny. It's 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 not when heaven. less do trick. Yes, yeah, exactly. It was just. It was kind of funny being like when they brought someone like Michael over and they're like, do you have a stroke? Like, <laughs> do you need to go to the hospital? But yeah, I hated how they did that to Kevin. But yeah. the accounting, the accounting corner, definitely one of my favorite corners of the office. Yes. Oh, that's another. Um, so Meredith and I are kind of assholes when it comes to the office with like, you know, Fairweather fans. It's true. I'm sorry. The I'm chili apologize. is the other one where people are like, when Kevin drops the chili. It's like that. Oh it's funny. God. It was as hilarious when yes, we watched it, right? Like we we laughed, we cried. Just not like not the funniest Kevin moment no. by far. And when people have like, I'm sorry if anyone's listening, when they have like mugs or t-shirts that say like Kevin's famous chili, I'm like that wasn't from the office. No, like Kevin, like that was just he said it. But, yeah, like, they never had a, a icon or like a t-shirt. About right, it. He just dropped chili. Yeah, I get confused. I know. It's just. Do you know that? I don't know why, but Mindy Kaling hated that. She did not want to write that in. Are like someone serious? else wrote that in, maybe like Toby and like Paul Lieberstein. But she really didn't want it. That's honestly amazing. I'm like, I, I honestly get it. I get Be- it. Because the parts of the show that are so funny are the subtleties. Exactly. I mean, the big stuff are funny, but Especially it's not the what side gets characters. Me. Like yeah. Creed. Like one of the funniest characters because of like the little small moments. Yes. Yeah. So Totally. But yeah. Yeah, yeah and it's so fun knowing that Angela Kinsey and Jenna Fisher, oh, best buds, love it, and they just—I've <laughs> seen, I've watched some like bloopers of them, and they're trying not to laugh at each other, and it's like it's really cute. Watching all these <laughs> bloopers might be like one of the best things that anyone can do if they're in a bad mood. Yes, oh, totally. Like just trying, and honestly, I've rewatched some episodes where if you just look in the background, mm-hmm. like they didn't, they didn't do perfect shot. Like there would be people laughing in the background. Like yes. I, I caught Andy laughing a lot. Oh, no way. Some, yes. <laughs> And like some of the episodes, they just like can't hold it in. And like, like how could you? Me. How could you? Yeah, I can't imagine. Like I'm sure you see the one where Michael's like, Dwight, I'm gonna punch you in the eye. <laughs> and then, he, then he, they do a second take. He's like, I'm gonna punch you in the tooth. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, and John Krasinski laughing is so great. He's like, <laughs> he gets so tickled. Yes. Oh, I love it. And I was so just good. silent. He just claps. Yes. I know, and it oh, just man. makes you think like that'd be so fun to be on that set can you imagine like 10 whole years of your life no that was what you did yeah if you were a different person for 10 years totally yeah and it was almost like it's almost like going to the office every day with those people exactly like you actually just like that is your job like yeah five right but (laughs) it's so cool i don't think i've ever been more jealous than so um 
my friend Carly and I that um we'll bring up later in the questions yeah. and comments the, Harry the, Potter the, the novel that she sent me um we we talk about it's almost like Harry Potter is like <laughs> like a, an addiction that mm-hmm. we like fall into and we can get too far deep oh right and I'll like I can know I know the signs and I'm like I need to not mm-hmm. and I remember when I was so obsessed with it like 12 or 13 was probably like the the epitome of it and i watched some video of like behind the scenes and they're like having so much fun and i was like i am so incredibly jealous like i hate my life i i want to be there i hate my life oh my daniel was like all it was like the goblet of fire and he's like nervous about dancing and everything oh my god he's like today's my big that. dance day i'm really nervous like, <laughs> dance. and then him and emma watson are playing the harry potter video game in the back and she and it's funny because they're like their character she's like let me do it. I'm, I'm i just know how to do it and he's like fine you try <laughs> So, <laughs> Ryan Howard is next. Oh, Ryan. Type three with a type four wing. And this one was so spot on. It's like Man, scary. It really is. Right? And it's funny because, you know, BJ Novak is one of the main writers on the show, too. And so I feel like the writers, I mean, besides Toby. The writers that were also characters had, like, a lot of different <laughs> stages of their character. Oh, yeah. Like, literally, Ryan is... He's three different people, four different people. Yes. He's, like, so shy in the beginning, kind of just, like, there, and then becomes, like, an a-hole, <laughs> like, yeah. boss, and then literally goes to prison. Criminal. Yep. Yeah. criminal, and then a bowling alley, and like, with a, with blonde hair that, like, lies about going to Fort Lauderdale, and then, and then does Michael Scott. Michael Scott Paper Company, exactly. Yeah. Which, that is... Such a great phase. I think it's so it, funny. It is, honestly. It's, 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 one, so of the, it's weird, one of the best but... later phases. Yeah, to I me. agree. Except for I, I hate Charles Minor. And, like, obviously. Oh, me too. Uh, man, but I also, one. like, love him and everything else in real life. So mm-hmm. it was hard to see him. I liked Jen. how they, like, really exposed his character in the in the picnic episode, the last season. Yes. Or the last episode of season five. And that it was like okay to yeah because he was yeah he want he wants Pam to like go get her ankle looked at because yeah. they're losing the volleyball game. I'm like, and Jim's okay, like all right and he like picks her up and goes yeah like, so you good. really are you're, you're a jerk so I feel better about not liking you but it's also exactly. hilarious that all the girls in the office are just like oh yeah anyone sexy span lab this year <laughs> so it works yeah it all worked out oh man but yes Ryan yes man <laughs> I I don't even know what to think about him I know honestly. I like I hate him I hate him too. And sometimes I'm like, you're not funny, but I'm like, you are. He's that weird type of funny that is almost like you're almost too much of an asshole that I don't know if I think this is funny, but I'm right. like, are you actually an asshole? Yeah. that's You're going to get tired him. of me saying this, but I definitely think he's so unfunny in the later season. Yeah, no, no, totally. Like when, like he, like we have this picture here, like when he does like the scarf with like the neon orange watch right. and like big glasses but he's reading his poetry and he goes like in my in my tritest state or something (laughs) (laughs) funny moments funny moments moments. but it is it's that time period of ryan that i'm just like did you just like get tired of writing a character for yourself right yeah yeah no i think probably like the the drugged out face of him is probably the funniest oh yeah when he's like (laughs) People keep calling me a Wonderkins. I don't know what that See, means. See, he's, he's so funny in those episodes. Like, yes. I love it when he's like a jerk. Right. Yeah. But then when he becomes a jerk with nothing, to, like no reason to be a jerk, that's what I'm yeah. like to say. But I like, like when-, when he goes up to Kelly, <laughs> Kelly and is like, give me all the money in your wallet. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll have sex one more time. And then we'll break up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh, gosh. Like, so perfect. And Kelly's like, okay. <laughs> Kelly, gosh. 
I love when he says, Pam's like, oh, they're like trying to decide where they're going to go eat or something. And she's like, oh, those, their breadsticks are like crack. And he's like, I love when people like that say, um, breadsticks are like <laughs> crack. Like, yeah, like crack. Like crack. <laughs> and she, she's like, what do you want me to say, <laughs> Ryan? Jim's like, oh my God. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, but you definitely described it. I mean, perfectly. Like, what was it? The, the three fours called the, oh yeah, what are they? Did I say? Yeah, the professional. Professional, yes. Let me find this. Yeah, like appearing attract, obviously, because like with the three fits in, like trying to appear attractive and like, pro- like super professional and sexy and like successful, mm-hmm. but then it's like, I don't know, that four comes in. And, oh, yes, well, I mean that more. that meme could not have summed it up more perfectly because yep. I would just search, you know, the character and like you know a gif, and that came up, and I was like, oh my gosh, perfect, like, motivate me, like I will do things, but like when I'm in the mood to be. <laughs> It's perfect and like the entrepreneur spirit like the achiever yes. mentality whenever he has like an idea like the wolf.com <laughs> wolf and like when he wants to like, hated wolf uh, wolf which is like kind of a thing now yeah like hootsuite no yeah or, or like everything connected to every device it's like a th- oh. i mean everyone does that now like yeah. you have like your phone literally can connect to your fireplace and your thermostat and yeah, like no, your printer and it's like that that's wolf that was that's that was wolf. wolf and now it's just all these other he needs to sue somebody different brands you should yeah and then they can go to prison for a change. They're doing what? Instead of Ryan. Never mind. Oh. Um. <laughs> oh, they can go to prison. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love when he goes to prison and Michael's like, Holly comes in and she's like, hey, are you okay? And he's like, <laughs> worry about my friend. Worry about my friend. Worry about my friend. She's like, oh, of course you are. And like, you don't know Michael enough yet to know that he's just doing that for attention. <laughs> oh, man. His obsession with him is so funny. That's probably the funniest part. It, it is honestly. When he's like staring at him through the like, and he like Michael just like, <laughs> Jim looks at me weird, but it's no way compared to the way Michael looks at me. Oh man, I'm a donkey, Shrek. <laughs> Shrek, I'm a donkey. There's Ryan. Hello, Let us Ryan. <laughs> Let us play with him. <laughs> oh, and then he Hello, goes. Ryan. He's talking to Jan, and he goes, "Yeah, Ryan's being a little bitch again." <laughs> <laughs> and Ryan goes, Michael, I'm on the line. He goes, what's up, my brother? What's up, my brother? <laughs> oh, you're so right. And the, oh. oh, the deposition. Oh, when they find his journals. Like, I don't know who this Ryan character is. <laughs> and Toby so, just loses his it. Just as attractive as Jan, but in a different way. <laughs> He's like, not just a girl, like, just a super cool, <laughs> super cool looking best friend. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, Ugh. I have no idea what the obsession is, but it's amazing. I know that's what's so great we about it. It's like jams. It's like what? Should you go to one in Carbondale. <laughs> no, the one, the gas station in Carbondale did not have fresh jams. With the napkin. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Look at you! Look at you! <laughs> With the napkin. That is very nice. Uh, how many? How many baby aspirin did he crush up? I crushed like up. four. Crush up. Yeah. Baby aspirin the same thing to my dog when i wanted to take my medicine take the medicine gosh so great and i love the line when he's talking to toby i think that's it's the same episode and he eats the cheese stick and toby's like wow and he's like you know by age five i just started going for it because that's such a thing you would say in an office right you know like it's not like it wasn't like a scripted line it felt like just like a thing yeah (laughs) which i loved i needed ryan to come in here and clean me up a bit (laughs) he's like ow ow i've fallen (laughs) You just get up. You just you just burn your foot. <laughs> will you will you will you rub butter on my foot? It's country crock. It's country crock. <laughs> oh man, so that was great. 
All right, next is Ryan's lover, Ugh. Kelly Kapoor. Fashion show, fashion show, fashion show at lunch. My favorite. Same, same enneagram as me. Yes, type seven, the best with a type eight. I know. I was, I was oh, thinking about characters. So <laughs> not that exciting. Like the most annoying, but but honestly, no, so not endearing. the most annoying. That's true. I honestly, who, who do you think is the most annoying Phyllis? character? Phyllis. I cannot stand Phyllis. <laughs> you and I, so ready. I was done. So ready for that. And almost yeah. and almost no one agrees with me. My brother agrees. Shout out to you, Travis. But Phyllis, mm, can't stand her. Don't know why. Yeah, I do have reasons, but. I'm trying to think who I think is the most annoying. Yeah. Because I get the thing with Phyllis. Mm-hmm. I think I'm more annoyed with Andy at no. certain times. Yeah. Andy's like one of my favorites. Really? Oh, no. I mean, he's great. But I get annoyed with him. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I could see it. Well, who's like your least favorite? Probably Ryan, right? I, I mean, I guess. But Ryan's like your classic. Like everyone, no one likes right, him. Right, right, no right. No one happens as a first. So let's X-nay. Let's X-nay him. Okay. And then least favorite. And it's just like <clears throat> Carol. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Carol. <laughs> you said this was a costume party. <laughs> no one can tell a difference. My girlfriend, Carol. <laughs> this is just the front of her. Oh, my gosh. And he goes, Oh, Carol? it was so sad. <laughs> there was like the Christmas episodes like on in a marathon on uh, like TBS or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we just had it on in our condo in Fort Worth. And I think we were like getting ready to go to dinner or something. And I just kept popping in and like quoting things really quickly. And my family was like scared. They were yeah. like, okay, you need to stop. Like, just... <laughs> I totally understand. They're like, that. like they weren't even laughing. They were like concerned. Yeah. When I want no one like actually when I watch it with friends, they tell me like please do not quote this while i watch it <laughs> like it's getting to the point of annoyance what i need to work on definitely yeah it's a, it's a weakness of mine but they're like please like if we watch this you cannot quote it's hard to know when to do it when to not i know i don't know what it is but yes kelly yeah. kapoor kelly kapoor definitely love how much she was nothing like her character season one yes oh my gosh her button-ups i mean same with like so many people yeah season but her one like no one really knew what to do yet exactly so. but her the most yeah not oh for sure yeah like when michael was like try my cookie cookie my cookie and then he yes. just slapped her and she's like oh my away. god i just had the longest meeting like <laughs> yeah like what yeah like who are you, you have a meeting with everyone's in the conference right. room, first of all yeah yeah love love, love her character the character that she yeah that she became and when she text uh daryl to break up it's like oh my god he said that's cool <laughs> he said, <laughs> he said cool. that's cool isn't that amazing <laughs> i'm dating daryl yeah. now so yeah, so the seven wing eight is called the excitement seeker, which is makes sense. It totally does. Fashion show, fashion show, fashion show at lunch. Fashion show, fashion show. Yeah, and you definitely start to see the wing eight towards the later season when she like becomes in that minority program at work, and she's like, yes. everyone gets Hello Kitty um, laptop cases, and it's like, oh, I'm sorry. Um, is it because I'm Indian? Right. I wonder if you all would hate these gifts so much if I were white. Yes, that was that's the quote. <laughs> and they're right like, there. no, exactly. But she's like, she is in her like full eight mode. Yes, like, oh totally. She's not taking crap from anyone. That's so true. She probably moves like one. I don't know who, who the fuck was she. Like we don't know. But two season two through nine, she moves from like a seven to a really strong wing eight. Oh yeah, yeah. And I love it. I love it. Oh, is Ryan coming in first? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> it's like the the long pink polka dot dress yeah <laughs> oh man ryan used me as an object 
I'm pregnant. Jake's head. And I am keeping it. I am keeping it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, man. I know some people that hate Kelly and I just do not resonate. I don't understand that. I think she is hilarious. She's so funny. And like, don't they know that she's responsible for like half of that show? It's so true. You know? And I know like, obviously she's not Kelly, so you can get annoyed with Kelly. But if you don't think she's funny, then that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. I have you ever read her books? No, I haven't. You should. I've read them. I think she actually might have three now, but I've read the first two. But yeah, the way that she got discovered was she. Well, she went to Princeton, I think. I mean, she's oh, like really? a brain. Yeah, I did not know that. Or no, no, she went to. I think she went to Dartmouth. I think Ellie Camper went to Princeton. Trunkson's went to Brown. Like they're all geniuses. And Don't surprise me. Yeah, Kelly moved to New York, and her roommate and her would like. Because I think they were working jobs that they weren't really excited about. Mm-hmm. And so they made a time every day to meet to meet up and write. And so at the time, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck were like the biggest topic because of Good Will Hunting. Right. And so they made this play called Matt and Ben. And they played Matt and Ben. I, I, this is like vaguely sounding familiar. Right. And I, I don't know. My cousin Reagan, I, I think she either just was like I knew about it and like I was hearing about it through friends or she actually went. Yeah. Um. It was, like, down in the village or something. It was, like, really off-Broadway. But it was so popular and it was so funny. And then Greg Daniels, who's the executive producer, went one night and then wow. hired her on for The Office. That's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah, she's Kelly killing Kelly it. Kapoor. I feel like she never sleeps. <laughs> you know? Because, like, she went from The Office to do The Mindy Project. Yeah. And then I Is feel like she's just always... Is that a thing? I think it's over. Okay. I watched the first, like, probably three or four seasons. I really liked it. One of my favorite quotes, she's like, she comes into work and she's all like, um, like a mess. And she goes, I watched Amelie by myself last night with a bottle of wine. And I, when I woke up, I had spilled so much red wine on me. I thought I had been shot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, but like slightly relatable. Right. Oh man. Yeah. She's great. Love Kelly Kapoor. Oh, that, that gif of Kelly is so great. (laughs) What are your reasons? I don't have any asshole. That's her eight coming out for sure. 100%. 100%. So Andy Bernard is a type 2 with a type 3 wing. Attend the tale of Sweeney Todd. His skin was pale and his eye was odd. And Meredith just said something that I didn't know that she felt. I want you to share it. Oh, yes. Betty. I thought how just Andy. It, like the office didn't even need to change for me because mm-hmm. it was perfect. But something about Andy Bernard just changed the show for me. Like really? I thought like I think how you feel about Aaron is how I feel about okay. Andy. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know what it is about him, but probably because, like, you, everyone has that person that's like him. Yes. Like, I don't know. Like, and it, it makes me... <laughs> it's going to sound terrible. It, it makes people like that in my life, like, more tolerable. Yes. No, that's I'm so like, true. Because I'm like, okay, now you're just hilarious because I think of Andy yeah. every time you talk. Yes. I don't know. It just... That's true. No, I mean, I think about season three mm-hmm. and, you know, Jim going to Stanford and that becoming like him coming over and him being the only one that ends up staying right at us Scranton, and how much he yeah he really did add a lot to the show oh yeah yeah so much to the show like especially like him and Dwight like with Angela like that was some of the funnier like episodes yes yeah was like him and Dwight's duel like oh man oh yeah I mean I (laughs) I'd wish sometimes that we worked together because I would just like come in your you know what your desk your cubicle whatever and be like dgi wednesday <laughs> dgi wednesday what are you doing later you want to hang out 
I'm gonna get my beer on, get my lost on. <laughs> hey, beer me that disc. <laughs> Lord, beer me strength. That's one of the best quotes yeah, ever. Absolutely. I literally like think that on a daily basis. Oh man. So, the two with the three wing is called the hostess, which makes sense because Andy, like at his core, he wants to please and he wants to perform. I mean, it was just as simple as that, and he would love. Nothing more than being the host of a, of a super cool party. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, I mean, just like the outfits alone, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like he just wants attention. Yeah. And he just wants to be known as like cool, sleek, like uh, like I went to Cornell. You know, like right. he yes. just wants to be known like that is so, which almost uh, when I was reading through this, thought that he could be a 3-2, which obviously he, like, he could I thought be, about that too. But <clears throat> definitely the description of... um. When you break down a two wing three, mm-hmm. totally makes like the most sense. And mm-hmm. one of my favorite Andy lines that totally is a two, like straight up, is when ugh, I forgot like actually what's happening. You can help me out here. Um, I think it's like like Dunder Mifflin's going under or something like that. I can't remember it right now. Um, and then everyone's like freaking out. Oh, I know exactly. Like, what you're this, and he was like, "What can I do? I'll, I'll go uh, ch- check the web." <laughs> yes. And it's just like he is just. I'll go check the web. Go check the web. Like he, yeah, it's either when Dunder uh, Mifflin's going down or like Ryan's going to prison or something like that. Yeah, I don't I think don't it's which one Ryan. I think it's I think it's yeah, I think going down. Too, I can't That's like when <laughs> Michael's like, I'll I'll check the wall. <laughs> it was in the Wall Street Journal. No, it was in the Wall Street Journal. Oh, the wall, the wall. <laughs> like, Man, I wish we could have read what it said. Right, but that's so true. Like he's always trying to like help people. And he's so not helpful ever. Right. He just doesn't know how. Like, yeah. He, he wants to be thoughtful. Like when he try when he gets Aaron for the, the secret Santa. Yeah. And he, like tries so hard to like get the best gift ever, and it's just like destroying her like physically. <laughs> All, like, the... And I love Kelly and Aaron's like, hose hose over do that over bros like they come in they're like, <laughs> who's sending me these gifts? <laughs> Please stop! Please stop! <laughs> She's like. <laughs> She's like a scar on her face. Yeah. But, but it was so sweet at the end with the drum line and everything. And he, yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. his fast twitch movements. Right. I love him so much. Yeah. Honestly, Andy's up there for me and like He's my so favorite great. characters. He really is. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely like, and also like one of those, like the back end of a twos, like the motivations that everything he has. Like he comes in to Scranton whenever he moves to Scranton and it's mm-hmm. like he just wants to please Michael. Yes. Like that's all he can think all of. All he wants to. So he just like, just imitates him and like all i don't know it just cracks me up like Mm -hmm. he he definitely like you can pin him as a two three absolutely and what was so great about andy's entrance into the office was to give a comparison between him and michael because usually you're so just like repulsed by michael and so annoyed and he's trying to be the one to like hang out with everybody and be the cool one and then andy comes and michael gets so weirded out by him and he's like hiding in his office from him He's and that I mean that's behind the door. Right, behind the door. And that's the episode that leads him to, you know, famously punch the wall. Right, exactly. And but that's so great to like (laughs) be like, I'm on Michael's side and that never happens. Exactly. Which is why Andy just works so well in the office. Like it just adds another dynamic of like everyone else seems I mean, there's like people that seem unnormal, like Dwight, obviously it's like I don't think there's a real person like Dwight. Right. But like and Michael. But like everyone else, it's like I could I could see someone exactly yeah. like that. But then Andy comes in and you're like, oh my gosh. Right. Like, he's unreal. Yeah. Well, and so I don't know if you've, have you seen the garden party episode? It's in, I have seen it. Okay. Yes. That's a good like later one. Yeah. And Andy, his, 
oh so dwight hosts this garden party and it's a great jim prank because he gives him this book of all the things you need to do with the garden party (laughs) and but the main motivation is that andy uh wants to impress his parents that he's the manager or whatever and they come to this party and with robert california (laughs) and everything and and you see his dad is like such a jerk it's the dad from seventh heaven which is weird and i love that show too i, I yeah. your last uh episode you're yeah. like, I love I was and like why honestly i loved it too. i loved it yeah. i wasn't allowed to watch it when they got older really? actually i was um so i watched it with my mom mm-hmm. and then when things were to get a little racy yeah. like the making out in the cop car and all that yeah, was, yeah, yeah. You know, episode, i couldn't watch it anymore but yeah. I did also like it. I think I kind of snuck it too, but it was like, it was like a Christian show. So I was like, like, it's Christian. It's Christian. <laughs> but it honestly, it taught me like a lot of things. Yeah. Like, like cutting and like, there was all those like teen moments. That's that so I, true. That you, you know, like, just never knew. And you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Like when they, Matt is like smoking a joint, they find a joint in his locker and they literally take it like he murdered somebody. They're honestly, like. it's funny you say that because I legitimately never knew that was weed until this very moment like I, and i'm guessing because it was a joint you know right because like, i had it was a cigarette i just knew i was like that's drugs like i didn't know the difference between like cocaine and whatever that was drugs what did you think it was like a cigarette, cigarette or something yeah. yeah and he literally they're so upset and they go and simon like gets really mad and he's like that is the look in your brother's eyes who will never respect his brother again <laughs> and then matt goes and like confesses at the church and i'm like whatever happened whoa to the show? I know. Where did it end? It, it, it had a lot of things happen at the end. I swear I had 12 seasons, and I'm sure I watched all of them. You probably did. Huh? No, but the finale, everybody gets twins. Everybody has twins. Like, Lucy yes. Lucy and Kevin have twins, and then, like, someone announces it, and they're like, we're having twins, too. Like, we're having twins. So it was so bad. Yeah. I had the biggest crush on Simon. <sighs> Who didn't? I mean, ugh. I need to go back and, like, look through the characters and see the names. Yeah. Because it's just like... He had that classic, like middle part with like the like the cowlick yeah yeah man yeah so yeah don't feel bad about liking seventh heaven because i think i definitely appreciate it well how do we get to seventh heaven um oh because the dad stephen collins what about him though he is andy's dad oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that was yeah, 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 okay. so but the main point of the episode is that andy really wants to impress his parents and his dad is like such a jerk and Josh Groban plays his brother and Andy like wants to sing with him and then he's like get your brother up here and he like you know shows him up because it's Josh Groban right and then they hear Pam and like Daryl and a couple of them are like sitting around a table and they hear the baby monitors on and he's talking about Andy and how he's like unimpressed with them or something And it's just like it like humanizes him right and it was sweet because Daryl's like god if my dad talked to me like that or thought about me that way like I'd always be trying to convince people that i'm amazing right and so that's how you see like the root of his pleasing and that this. was season nine right or is it season yeah nine? it was either season eight or nine yeah yeah they like they really start to like wrap really wrap up characters yeah in season nine like that like mm-hmm. that quote alone but the problem is because i loved andy's arc right because mm-hmm. he really kind of grows into himself except season eight but then, <laughs> then he goes on that boat and then he comes and then aaron dumps him and it gets a little wonky but that was season eight right yeah or that's season yeah season eight yeah season eight i like it's nowhere in my head yeah it's nowhere it's nowhere to be found it's nowhere to be found yeah. i just repressed it and I repressed it i picked back up on nine and man season eight was just it was it was tough yeah to i'm watch. trying to think 
either seven or eight are probably the worst seasons eight because nine nine is great yeah probably eight because I, I got through seven and mm-hmm. i was like it wasn't great but like i'm getting through it because like office is my show right eight came through and i was like i, I literally cannot do this yeah i remember that i think it's the show that i love and yeah i fell in love with i think it's season eight there's an episode where it's not funny at all yeah and that like terrified me <laughs> like i remember watching it and being like oh my god like it, it was scary that's probably the episode that i was like I, i'm not even cracking a smile yeah and i literally like you have to push yourself to watch it yeah you need to just get through it when i was watching i watched 10 minutes of that episode before i came here and michael's telling holly about how jan's coming and he's she's like she's really fat because <laughs> she's pregnant yeah and she's like and i just want to you know you'd be sensitive to her bloated feelings and <laughs> just the whole speech i'm like cracking up on it and that's literally like two minutes of that episode you know and then there's stuff in season eight where i'm like i'm not laughing at all exactly yeah oh which reminds me of how this is about aaron uh-huh which let's go back to the first person yeah, we yeah. talked about but when she uh when holly comes in that same classy christmas episode yeah and she's just like i don't get it oh, like yeah. she really thinks that like michael deserves this like model yeah. woman like amazing <laughs> and she sees holly and she's like i i just don't get it i just don't like, get it. it i'm like, sorry because she has a really good like personality right like, what and that it shows her sick so much because yeah. she's just like she is so loyal to michael yeah she's so loyal and she's so skeptical yes. too. she's like that's I'm, so true i don't get it like, yeah. i don't get it like, like for michael really like, really like what's so great about her oh i love it so good go aaron go aaron yeah, I, I included that picture of all of his outfits. I, I love that you did that. Because just all the pastels. and Oh, so good. All oh, the pastels is right. Have you seen the episode where they he gives all these incentives for making sales? And they're like, you can pull them. You can pull all your points. Yes. And Andy will do something crazy. And he's like, and Jim's like, in theory, like, what would you do for whatever? <laughs> the line that made my mom crack up is like, I'll run through the parking lot naked with a donut on my ding dong. <laughs> your mom laughed yes, at that? And I was like, what? <laughs> I do. With a donut on my ding dong. Which just shows his two. Like, he'll yes, do anything. Yes, he will do anything. To get them to get their And then he numbers. goes, for 500 points. <laughs> and Jim's like, oh, like, I didn't even have to try <laughs> he knows that they love it so he has to keep it going right oh man yeah and it's so sweet that they like changed the tattoo so it's a nard dog (laughs) so cute god freaking love it so the next one is a point of contention between meredith and i it's pamela beasley halpert who is a type nine the peacemaker with a type one wing and she was probably the hardest one for me to type yeah and we talked about that and Obviously, because of her kind of her arc as a character, but also she just kind of exemplifies a lot of qualities of a lot of them. Mm-hmm. I thought about just a one. I thought about a two, a six, but nine ended up being victorious because of her just inability to disturb the peace, right? Especially and really one go for five, things. Seasons one through five. Yeah, definitely could see that mm-hmm. even more so. Yeah, and I have heard already getting into it but i have heard that when you become a mom a lot of things like personality things change so maybe totally totally was like a nine one and then she just became my least favorite character which became a mom <laughs> so i'm just gonna go straight there so you think you started hating her when she got pregnant <laughs> no i mean i know you touch on this it was when she stopped supporting jim okay it was when so it was when her comfortability 
Like she would love to support Jim all the time until mm-hmm. it became uncomfortable for her to support him. Yeah. And that's what really bothered me. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like she, which we'll, we'll touch on this more in the relationship section, right. but it's hard not to talk about Pam and not talk about Jim, but you know, he was at fault with not being honest with her and all of that. But also, yeah, it's like she's supportive up until a point because exactly. she can't. Yeah. That's how, that's how I've like always felt with her. Mm-hmm. But anyways, specifically on Pam. Yeah. Totally. So many scenes you could touch on with her being a nine. Mm-hmm. And like when the, I have the first time she ever stuck up for herself is when she got two beers, one for her and Roy. Yes. And she's like, one of these is supposed to be a light. Right. And she was like so proud of herself. Yeah. She like finally stuck up for herself. So I was like starting to see a little bit of like a quote unquote. Spunkiness. Yes. Spunkiness. Which is so funny. So Sarah, my roommate is a nine. It's funny. We thought she was a two for a long time. And then she was like, I think I'm a nine. And I was like, whoa. It was like, yes. Yes. And I remember like we were at a restaurant and like something was wrong. And I was like, tell them. And she was like, no it'll just be you know and I'm like but you're not happy with that like you know and she's like no I can't and like part of that is so good because I can be like you know too aggressive or, oh yeah same. or and I mean if if I was gonna correct a waiter I wouldn't be like um this is wrong I would try to say but it as nice say, as I possibly like, I ordered something but I would be like you know that that's uncomfortable for me but it's not impossible for me right whereas with nines I feel like it's like impossible oh yeah, yeah. like when I told I was talking about this with Brandon before before I came here uh-huh and because he's like, a nine. Because he's, so Brandon, he's a nine one. Brandon is Meredith's betrothed. Betrothed. Yes. Yes. Less in a month. Yeah. A little yeah. over a month. Mm-hmm. So close. Um, but it was so funny because I was like asking him to guess what he thought. Uh-huh. Like each character was. We got to Pam and I was like, yeah, I'm like, Monica and I think she's a nine one. He was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> he was so mad. He was like, do you hate me? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, obviously all jokes. But... Yeah, that yes. is funny because that's literally he's nine wing one. Right? Yeah, that mm-hmm. exactly. I know it's funny. We we were looking at um, the best romantic pairings last episode. And for me, a lot of it said one or nine. Mm-hmm. And I do really love nines. But I think that's what would really frustrate me. Yeah. Is their inability to, you know, stick up for themselves and stuff like that. But maybe that's what you bring in a relationship. You exactly. bring it out of them. It's the give and the take. Yeah, totally. You know? mm-hmm. Which Brandon does get, he gets embarrassed because I go over the top. Like when, I don't, it's not like I get like overly mad. Uh-huh. But like if he ordered something that he's like, it's fine. Like I like this too. I'm like, absolutely not. Yeah. Like I will take it to the owner. Like oh, I, yes. I will stop at nothing. Stop at, that's like, <laughs> I'm going to tell this story about my sister because she's a one. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, if I'm with someone like Sarah I'm the one to be like no go tell him but I can also be uncomfortable with that and so like Mal takes it even a step further yeah and and it was also like so it was my 23rd birthday I guess 20 whatever 23rd birthday and we went to 210 Jack I was there I'm gonna shit on 210 Jack oh <laughs> don't sponsor us because that was because, the first time I went there yeah because I love ramen and I was excited mm-hmm. and like fancy restaurant like right fancy restaurant, restaurant birthday whatever way overpriced like it was good but like and i had made the reservation like weeks in advance and they literally like came up to us after we've been there for an hour and they're like do y'all mind like wrapping up we have another party coming yeah oh you were there yeah i was there yes sorry and (laughs) such an asshole i was there you were there but i don't know if you saw what my sister did so first of all she was really mad and i was mad too but i also when it's like your birthday you feel weird right right, right, you're like there's already attention on you you don't want to do that and so 
Mal was like, yeah, we'll be we'll be done when we're done. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I totally. <laughs> and then the, the kicker, though, is she she got another glass of wine or something. And then they were kind of like, you know, encouraging us to leave again. So we're like, OK, we will. So we wrapped up. And she starts drinking her wine as we're leaving. Mm-hmm. She hands it to the host and goes, Stop. sorry, I wasn't allowed to finish that. <laughs> I did not know that. That yeah. is hilarious. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So, like, that's a one being like, this is wrong. So I'm going to, yes. you know. Yeah. And that's what you got to love about the ones. Mm-hmm. Like, like they actually, like, they have the right and wrong. Like, they have the conscious. Like, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But back to Pam. But back to Pam. Oh, uh, Pammy, Pammy, Pammy. And don't call me Pammy. <laughs> don't call me Pammy. And don't call me Pamola. <laughs> Miss you, kiddo. Miss you so, so much. much. I think you posted that on my wall or something one time. Probably. And I died laughing. It's That's one of my, my favorite, favorite quotes. Miss you, kiddo. It's, honestly, it's usually what I leave if I call you and it gives a voicemail. Yeah. I normally say that. Miss you, kiddo. Miss you so much. <laughs> I think on a voicemail I've done Jan Levingson, I presume. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, no Still gold. me. <laughs> Still me. Um, which is another part of Pam, honestly, her yes. nine, being like she doesn't want to see, like, people fail and, like, right. have that uncomfortability. So she's like, let me just wait on Michael. Right. Like, let me make, let me let him. Like, cl- clear my phone lines. Beep, boop, beep, 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 Okay, I'll clear. <laughs> that's, such, that's such a good point in, like, comparing... Uh, when Pam was a receptionist versus when Aaron was because mm-hmm. you're so right like Pam would go along with it mm-hmm. like a lot like she would look at the camera and like roll her eyes but like she would go along with it right. probably just to keep the peace and yeah. like just not frustrate Michael mm-hmm. to some point yeah it wasn't until later when she starts like sticking up for herself right. that she actually is honest with Michael and, yeah like when he dates her mom and all that but then, even then, she's a sales. Yeah. She's a salesperson. Right. Yeah. You know what's so funny? We can't talk about Pam without talking about other characters, and that's so because that's nine. so Pam because she's yeah such a nine, such a chameleon, so you know. Yeah. And and nines are so likable, mm-hmm. and like I included, which is like I don't even like thinking Al Qaeda doesn't like me. <laughs> yeah, you know? I guess that's so great. And but it's so great I, because I I I think I have issues with it too. Her kind of arc as a character because. I almost get mad at myself because I miss the like cute, meek Pam. I think that too. I like, you know? I get mad at myself because I'm like, did I just like her when she didn't stand up for herself? Because that's not true. Right. Because I'm like, that's not how I want people to be. Right. But at the same, I, I guess it's just like so different and it's not who we <laughs> fell in love with. Right. Maybe. No, it's true. And it, it, it's turning into her not sticking up for herself. It's her like being whiny. Yeah. Yeah. Which I know it's like sometimes like with guys and girls, like when girls stick up for themselves someone can seem like whiny and right. it's really just sticking up for yourself but with yeah. Pam I would, it really does and I would say it for a guy like Andy's oh, yeah, whiny same. you know oh, yeah, like, of course yeah but yeah I because it's so funny I love because when she is her kind of just cute quiet self those moments I still love them though you know yeah. like at the beach games or mm-hmm. when she decides to quit Dunder Mifflin and go with Michael just those like spontaneous moments I'm like go Pam Mm -hmm. but yeah it's when she is complaining about the state that she's in but not actually doing anything about it Mm -hmm. yeah so that makes sense I guess that makes sense why we get frustrated with her yeah yeah that's true and obviously talking about Jim again obviously she's not at fault for everything right but it is it's just that supportive thing that I'm like man 
you gotta you gotta stick it out like yeah 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 because it's like jim waited for you when you went to the graphic school and was so supportive right exactly yeah. right but she was honest to him about it and didn't lie so there's that aspect yeah. they didn't have kids i mean and it's so great oh, that throws that throws a wrench in the yeah thing. well and <laughs> i keep saying we'll get to this in a relationship we'll still have plenty to talk about but i i do think it was such an accurate representation of having young kids at that age because i i feel like that's probably like the hardest stage of marriage maybe after your kids leave for college too but that's such a big shift and you're just exhausted and you have forgotten how to you know be a couple Mm -hmm. but i don't know from (laughs) experience i don't either but i would i would assume so and i feel like yeah so yeah no i totally agree with that Mm -hmm. but yeah i love what first of all she looks so good in that gif yeah that's she like really does. the very last episode that always makes me cry but i love the conclusion that she comes to because she you know they're watching their entire lives because it's mm-hmm. quote unquote a documentary and she's like i'm just so frustrated because i could have been happier way earlier on and it's like no regrets but also you know go after the things that you yeah. want you know because i i always try to put myself in her shoes if i was with someone like Roy because you watch it and you're like I would literally dump his ass and right <laughs> date Jim like he's obviously so into you and so much better for you but I've never been in a relationship that's so long that mm-hmm. like and I've never felt like Pam where she doesn't believe in herself right at all and literally is just a complimentary part to her boyfriend mm-hmm. yeah no definitely yeah. oh man another another example of her being a nine is mm-hmm. when Roy left her at the game, and she still doesn't speak bad about him. Yes. <laughs> it's like, I got left at a professional hockey game. The game ended, and they left me. Okay, that's a joke. <laughs> and uh, tell me that's not your, tell tell me. Me that's not your fiance. Right. Tell me. And tell me that's and not she, like, your fiance. Still about it. Yeah, she's like, oh, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, so. It's like, why would you tell that story if you're not? Exactly. Yeah. Total nine. Total nine. Total nine wing one. Yeah, but she, I think Pam just as an actress has those great just like quiet little liners oh, like yeah. one-liners that are so good and i my mom and i always <laughs> we talk we love saying i gotta go mom peace be in a giant bee peace be in a giant bee oh that's amazing and we also love um when he's like no raise the roof or, or um rock and roll pam rock and roll how how are we supposed to know that <laughs> how are we supposed to know that oh man yeah pam does have her her great moments i know i crap on her a lot but i will say seasons one through four five she's great yeah yeah it's really just it's the later seasons which you could argue everyone starts to get annoying because like you said totally they have overstayed their welcome that's really what it is that's so true (laughs) like who gets better right after season four no can you even dwight i mean we'll get to dwight Mm -hmm. but like dwight gets horrible dwight gets horrible yeah does does one any shining star out of all of this like maybe stanley (laughs) (laughs) maybe maybe stanley oh my god and andy but then he goes off the rails again yeah andy stays great until he starts to become regional manager yeah yeah okay (sighs) Here my he man. Is. 
Main man. My main man. Jim Halpert. Jimbo. <laughs> Blue jean baby. I'm so glad you get my quotes. Oh, I got you. Jim is a type three with a type two wing. So achiever, helper. This was the hardest one yeah. for me. This was the one that when I was thinking about it before we started this, mm-hmm. I was like, wing two, really? And um, Monica's just really smart and thorough. Let's just think about that. <laughs> because at first I was like, wing two, like, I don't know if I agree with that. And then you, you start reading her thoughts and like how much you put into it. I was like, okay, no, that actually <laughs> totally makes sense. Because like the the three wing two is called the charmer. Yeah. Like the charmer that is literally what it's called. And the motivator. Right. And like think about when, yeah, because I was like, that doesn't make sense. The achiever, because he's like a notorious slacker like mm-hmm. that's his thing but in the earlier seasons when i think this is the beginning of season two when they do the office olympics and he gets so excited right and, and like Pam he, has that quote about it yeah. yeah and you see and you see him light up at even it's like the stupidest thing at like motivating people and right. helping them achieve something and i think he it takes so long for him to do that for himself mm-hmm. like he kind of starts to do that when he like closes that sale at the golf course that's so true yeah oh i closed point. it and the oh, I close. Oh, I close. And, and then becomes co copiloto with Michael. <laughs> <laughs> That's another one. And then eventually moving to Austin and all right. that. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, I think I want to read. So we we are gonna do a questions and comments section. But um, Carly Rutledge, my bestest mensch, <laughs> sent me a a, a document, mm-hmm. and so I. She ranted about Jim, and I think it's really interesting because it makes me mad, but I also want to talk about it because I think she's she, she's right, but I just, I'm so blind with my love of Jim. Mm-hmm. So. I totally know what you're talking about, too. Because, well, you, you want to read it first? Sure. Yeah, read it first. Yeah. So she said, I used to show. Ugh. I used to show me. Take, okay. take tweet. <laughs> Cut and post. I, I think if I saw John Krasinski, I would pass out. I hundred percent. I think he he and Emily Blunt did like a I entered. Oh, I entered that too because yeah. I saw you post it and I was like, I'll totally get into that. But I honestly, I'm glad. I I think I would have a panic attack. <laughs> I don't. Which is so funny because I feel like of all the celebrities, mm-hmm. he's probably like the most normal. so nice. Yeah, so normal and nice. Nice and normal. Like doesn't really like he'll talk to fans and like take pictures, but only if Emily's there. Like, right. Yeah. He just seems like the most normal celebrity to me. Yeah, and yet. And yet he's on pedestal. Yeah. For that reason, probably. Yeah. Do you like skinny, floppy hair Jim or buff, bearded? I like them all. I know. I like them both. I don't think I can I can't pick. choose. Yeah. I was like, I mean, I, I can pick. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I think I, I like, <laughs> you kidding me? You kidding me? <laughs> I think I like like skinny Jim because that's who I, you know, first fell for. Yeah. But like, if he got buff and got a beard, like I wouldn't be complaining. Exactly. Like, yeah. I, you know, I agree. Anyways, yeah. so Carly, this is Carly's rant on Jim. I used to share your feelings for Jim. He has his bad moments, but overall is an incredible person. Okay, good. We got that. Up. That's <clears throat> the older I get, though, the more I dislike him. I think that our personality type types butt heads. Also, Carly is a three. Okay. Wing four. Got it. But. Also, Carly, let's talk later because I always have thought you were an eight. So, oh, I don't know. 
But threes and eights are also kind of similar. That's true. Threes and sevens, threes and eights. Which is why um, crisis. Crisis. Yeah. Existential crisis. <laughs> yeah. Hands. You should talk to Meredith because, you, you know, these are all types yeah, that you've been confused me. for. Yeah. I take conflict. Ugh. I take conflict in stride, sometimes even heading heading it off in advance just to get it out of the way. Whereas Jim's inability to deal with conflict makes me want to throw an axe at him. <laughs> <laughs> There's one scene specifically where this is on full display and drives me insane. And it's hard to notice if you aren't already aware Branch Wars in season four, when Michael and Dwight, they like try to go steal the copier. Yeah, so, yeah. And I, Industrial I, copy. I've read this and I, I do agree. Karen is aggressively challenging Jim also within her right completely in that moment, which is true. True. And Jim's brain literally breaks from being exposed to direct con- confrontation. He just mumbles nonsense and then says he has to leave because of traffic. Traffic. Uh, yeah, leave One because of, of traffic. I, I got oh, leave, 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 because, leave because, of traffic. because of traffic. Oh, yeah, definitely. One of the most lazy and blatant avoidance of conflicts I've ever seen drives me nuts, which I totally agree. Totally agree. Because when I used to watch that, I was like, I hate Karen and I want to be with Pam. <laughs> so like he can literally treat her like shit. I'm like, no, she's a person that he that dated <laughs> that she clearly wasn't into for so long. And then when she, he goes to see her, he can't be like, hey, like, I know this is ridiculous. Like, I'm really sorry. Right. It's good to see you. I hope you're well. Like, that's literally all I need to do. He sounds like a three-year-old got with his hand in the cookie jar, but less articulate. <laughs> he had the opportunity to man to be a man and take responsibility for what he did to Karen and for showing up and hurting her further. To me, that is one of the major faults of this personality type, when the avoidance of conflict becomes so extreme that it crosses over into really hurtful behavior, which is funny because that sounds like a nine, too. Yeah. And I, I, I read some things that people thought Jim was a nine, which I don't think he is. I don't either. And that falls under two to me. Yeah. 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 Which is his wing. Wing. In my opinion, Pam gets a hold of herself and actively works on being more upfront. Jim just descends into a place where he is living an entire second life, intentional pun, with goals and feelings that are hidden from everyone around him, including Pam. While overall, I love Jim completely and think he and Pam foil each other nicely. My frustrations stem mostly from my own personality type and it being hard for me to watch people duck conflict, which is why I think she's an eight because... So direct. Right? But I mean, I guess that's a three, two. But we can talk about it later, Carly. I just want to reach through the... the, I just want to reach the TV and grab them by the shoulders and shout, suck it up, little bitch. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you, Carly, um, for your thoughts on Jim. I, I, I agree. And... It's hard to say it. Yeah, it's hard to say because we love him so much. But I totally agree. Yeah. And I've never said it out loud because part of me wants to be like, well, he was just so thrown off by like, he didn't know he was going to Nashua. Right. But same time. Yeah. Wait, Nashua. Oh, oh, to Karen. To Karen. Yeah. 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 She was in Nashua, right? Yeah. Utica. Utica. Sorry. 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 Utica. We will burn Utica to the ground. Utica. (laughs) Utica. (laughs) My, okay. That's another um, amazing scene where, I learned, like, I, I didn't notice what he was saying so many times, like, the first few times that I saw it, when Jim is ducking, trying to avoid Karen, and yeah. Michael's on the phone, he's like, just take her to a hotel and make love to her. <laughs> just climb on top of her and think about Stanley. <laughs> and then Karen comes up, and he goes, Jim, if I die, <laughs> promise me one thing, host the Dundies. <laughs> incredible <laughs> oh that's amazing oh god so good oh, i love it so much yeah but yeah i mean i think literally jim in season one season two is just the sweetest like those moments between him and pam 
are amazing. And mm-hmm. I love that, like, in season three, it's, like, Pam longing for Jim. It's, like, the opposite. Right. We, we start to feel for her and how she feels um, distance from him and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I love Jim. I do think that... He's not perfect. No, he's Scott not perfect. Faults. And <laughs> I've read some, some things that were, like... Why can't he just wear a freaking costume? <laughs> like, why does it have to be too cool for it? You know? Okay, but I, but I also like still love that because I would do that too. Exactly. Right. Such a four, also. But that's why. Yeah. So I was I was tempted to label him a four because of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just because of his costume. Well, yeah. there's there's other things like he could be a four too. Mm-hmm. But you're so right. The whole like, because avoiding conflict is such a two thing as well. It's mm-hmm. not just a nine. True. So and that overrides his sense to be like individualistic yes i think i think that's so true so yeah and i think the three also it was more honestly more like yeah the achieving part but mostly the performing Mm -hmm. because he's so funny and he's so charming and you can like see him like stepping into that role a lot and you don't really see him i mean you see him be vulnerable a lot i guess but I think it takes like a really big event to bring that right. out. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Yeah. Still so at Jim's best, he's self-accepting, interdirected, authentic, modest, and charitable, exhibiting self-deprecating humor and a fullness of heart, which I loved. That was from the the Enneagram Institute. Love it. Yeah. Still love Jim. Still love Jim. Nothing anyone can say can no. deter that. Yeah. Screw you, BuzzFeed. Screw you, BuzzFeed. Spoiler alert, Jim Halpert is actually a huge dick. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, you're a huge dick. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> that doesn't know how to report a news story correctly. News quotes. BuzzFeed news. And I love when people get mad. I'm like, why would you trust that in the first place, though? Exactly. Like, that was that's on you. <laughs> that's true. 100% agree. All right. Dwight Schrute. Oh, man. The best. <laughs> I walk a lonely road, the only one that I have ever type known. Eight. Obviously the challenger with a type seven wing. The enthusiast. So type eight just like Angela, but a different wing. And we kind of already talked about how, you know, the nine is more withdrawn and, and manipulative and Dwight is more just in your face. Yep. Like <laughs> I love I because I rewatched all the Christmas episodes recently because it was right, Christmas, of course, same here. and he <laughs> when Jim's like, "Oh, it's snowing outside," and Jim's like, and Dwight, it's like, "Oh, is it? <laughs> Are you just so excited that it's snowing? <laughs> is it just a Christmas miracle?" I hate that episode though, and he just I, kills Dwight. I, mean, I know he just kills it's Jim. scary. It is scary. It's scary when he turns- and then I get mad because then they get mad at Jim, and I'm like, Jim didn't do anything. Well, technically, he exited on. Yeah, he does. That is also after Dwight kind of turns into a little butt. Yeah. Because he's always been a butthole. Like, right. we all know that. It's <laughs> Dwight. Right. But he turned into, like, like he was, like, an innocent like, right. asshole. And yeah. And he kind of turned into, like, oh, no, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. It was like he was a um, nerdy yes. asshole. So you, like, kind of felt for him. Yeah. And then it was he like just he became didn't, He doesn't even know like, what he's saying. And then, like, like Pam and Jim's wedding... Yeah. And then he just like oh, sleeps with, with Isabel. Yeah. And then she, she's a dental hygienist <laughs> and she makes love like one. <laughs> and Michael's like, I'm ravenous after a night of lovemaking. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she was cute. She was hot. She was hot. She was hot. She was hot. 
But yeah, Dwight does definitely yeah, take Yeah, he was a such turn. a gross, like... Yeah, he turns gross. Crap boy. I'm like, you're Dwight. Like, what are you doing? Exactly. Yeah, Which, I mean, like, it's funny in the episode right. where they go to New York, visit Ryan. <laughs> and, like, it's hilarious because yes. all these girls want Dwight. Yeah. But he doesn't do anything about it. Right. Yeah, and she's like, call me. I'm not going to call him. I'm not going to call him. <laughs> like, it's, uh, it's so much funnier, so much more funny to me than... Yes. Him, like, doing something about it. I'm like, who are you? Right, exactly. Who are you? Yeah. Who are you? But yeah, I think Dwight is the most unique character perhaps there's ever been. Ever been. And he just commits to it so fully. Like when Michael and Dwight are, I think Michael's with the Michael Scott Paper Company mm-hmm. and Dwight's going to be like his, it's like a inside, inside, yeah. inside man. And he comes out to the parking lot to meet him, and he's like, "Are you wearing a wire?" And Lily Dwight just drops all of his clothes, and it's so serious. And he's just like, "So funny." So yeah, Dwight is amazing. But I think we should talk about our our real love. I think we should. Are you ready? I think I'm ready. Michael Scott. Goodbye, my lover. Goodbye, my friend. Type six you with type seven, one. loyalist and enthusiast, which we have stated already. That is the same as Aaron, which we love. Totally agree with it. Totally makes sense. And I think, yeah, Jim was the hardest. And then Pam and Michael were probably like the second hardest. Mm -hmm. Because, and I think I say this in here, like I thought maybe he was a two because he wants, you know, to please everybody. But it's more that he's like just a really unhealthy six. Yeah, exactly. And it just has worst case scenario, like every (laughs) every single second. Yes. I'm not superstitious, but I am a little I am a little stitious. That's another fair weather quote. <laughs> it sure is. Yeah. But also, you want to know, sidebar, yes. my least favorite quote that people pull differently is when he says, I am Beyonce always. Oh, yeah. People, people pull that out of context. Yeah. This is going to sound sacrilegious, but it reminds me when people pull like good verses out of the Bible. And I'm like, that's not, it's not the context. Oh, because... He's literally talking about how he's like, I'm I'm Beyonce, you're Allie Larder. Yeah, but because she's know. cheating or whatever. Yeah. He's like, I'm Beyonce, like, I'm Beyonce always. always. And people use it out of context. Anyways. Yeah. Cause he's not just saying like I am Beyonce always. Exactly. Yeah. It's just funny. Anyways. Sidebar over. Sidebar. <laughs> but literally, so I as I was reading the six wing seven thing, just all and I put all these gifts in there because it just made me think of everything. Like they're insecure and they're distractible and they're scattered and they can come up with these creative ideas like the Willy Wonka thing. Oh, I love it. Is it a little boy <laughs> <laughs> with a cowboy obsession? <laughs> I also love that the Six Wing Seven is called The Buddy. Yes. It reminds me of when, so uh, when Pam puts that little sticky note and he's like, hiya buddy. Hiya buddy. Hiya buddy. <laughs> oh my God, I'm going to have to call that back. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't, I, I don't have time for this. <laughs> Tell mom I'm in a meeting. And Chan's like, okay. <laughs> okay. And then when they're dramatic and also always play the victim, I mean, just oh yeah, George Foreman To girl, a T. Which, one of the best episodes Absolutely. ever. It's country cock. It's country cock. <laughs> <laughs> which is so funny. So I actually... And then I, I hit my elbow. <laughs> and it now, now has, a elbow pro- has a protuberance. <laughs> Oh, and then just Dwight in that episode is amazing. Yes. Dwight and Jim's relationship in that episode. It's so sweet. It's so sweet. <laughs> He's spraying it with the water bottle. Oh, I love it so much. It's Kurt. Danger. 
What's your middle name? Danger. Kurt. I hate I know that. But anyways. And when he says, um, uh, where, Dwight goes, where are we going? Chuck E. Cheese. Ah, oh, Chuck E. Cheese. I'm so sick of Chuck E. Cheese. We're going to the hospital. One of the greater lines. Yes. Go to the hospital, Michael. I know. Oh, yeah, I know that. <laughs> oh, man. So the fact that he's a six. So like I said, we talk about Enneagram a lot at work. Yes. And you know how six always gets like the bad rap, right? Yeah. Like nine always gets the best rap and six always gets the worst. Just yeah. in general. It kind of yeah. does. Um, there's just like been this whole study that six is instead of being like the the worst, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, is actually the hero. Yes. Because it actually inspires all the other numbers to mm-hmm. like live its best. Yes. And so it's just so funny to think about that and then think yep. about Michael. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, Michael's the worst. Like he's this and that. But then you start getting later in the season. And it's like no one in this office would be how they were like if michael wasn't here yes like, they, he literally like he holds them all together he holds them all together he spurs their personalities and it's funny to think about when you say say he's a six and when i hear about that like oh six is the worst six is the worst but when you really look into it and it's like man six actually like holds the boat together like yeah it's so yeah true. no sixes i think are actually the most common type and yeah. they like yeah i heard that yeah yeah they literally they got the whole world in their hands because i think about the sixes that i know and they're just very down to earth and which michael's not but michael has those moments right you know and yeah and michael obviously is a very unhealthy version of himself a lot of the time Mm -hmm. but then has those moments that make you just die because he's so like the murder yeah episode Mm -hmm. let's talk about that for a second yes i think that is one of the clearest pictures of Michael mm-hmm. in the entire the entire office. Mm-hmm. I'm not. It's probably one of my favorite Michael moments. Same. Like it, it's incredible. Yeah. Like, oh, talk about it. Yes. You mentioned it. So, and it, and it's a really clear picture of Jim too. Yeah. You know, because so Jim and Michael are co-running the branch at this point, and there's these rumors. I feel like there's always rumors that Dunderbolt is going over. I feel like it happens like eight times, and they're like, "Yeah, you're not. We're fine." Yeah, exactly. And so they're really freaked out about it um and they're like about to tell everybody what's going on or something and all jim wants to do is just continue working and act like everything's fine total three which is a total three wing two Mm -hmm. like avoiding conflict pretending everything's okay just just work 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 yep compartmentalize then michael comes in (laughs) with a cell phone and says there's been a murder there's been a murder in Savannah. And you're literally like, you're all suspect. What? <laughs> you're all. <laughs> what, what's up, Angela's name? Voodoo Mama Juju. <laughs> what am I going to do? I'm not comfortable with this. <laughs> it is so good. He has them play this murder game and you're, you're I mean, it's hilarious. So you're like excited, but you also really share Jim's frustration because you're kind of thinking about Absolutely. like what you would do you'd be like oh well I need to perform really well because you maybe know the branch won't go under maybe the branch won't yeah, go yeah. under maybe I can save it and you think Michael's literally insane and then Jim pulls him up pulls him apart <laughs> pulls him aside and says tube city <laughs> tube city you owe me. so I did I did owe I him, him but and he pulls him aside and Michael just explodes on him and he's like let, let us just have this stupid game and I love what Jim says. He was like, you know, I just want to keep rowing. 
but Michael wants to play a game for the kids. <laughs> like that is the sweetest thing. The sweetest thing. And it's it's probably the most serious Michael moment ever. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Yeah. Like I think about all his, you know, like serious moments. Mm-hmm. And that was the one that I'm like, maybe he knows. Yeah. Like maybe he knows he's insane. Secret genius. Yes. Se- like kind of like that secret, like, like it's the same thing with that episode about, I mean, it's early in the season when he's like, sometime all it takes is just someone to be mad at the lunch lady or whatever yeah. or someone oh like, yeah yeah when he yeah it all those <laughs> the people i hung out with the most yeah. <laughs> but it's just that it's yeah. michael like he doesn't get it at first that he's just like annoying and like like he doesn't get it but then right. you start to see him be like i need to be this way yes because that's the only way this branch has been surviving right you think he's so unaware of how he is yes but he's weirdly aware of it and like you said that's like the series he's ever been the other moment i think about is did i stutter and yeah. stanley and him have this conversation and he's like i do not respect you i you know whatever mm-hmm. and michael's like i get it but like i'm your boss you mm-hmm. know and it, and he's so serious in that moment too because six sixes hate criticism too mm-hmm. but it can also kind of wake them up but yeah i love the the murder one so good it's but so it's so great because jim says that quote and it's so sweet and you like almost want to cry and then michael's rubbing his head he's like there's been a lot of murder and a lot of intrigue <laughs> a lot of intrigue <laughs> my heart can barely take it no more and jim's just like shut up <laughs> oh man and then it's, it's so and then good. you almost just forget about that line that michael said right? yes yeah it's just like he's back yeah right or that jim said no the one where uh where Michael oh, says, like, let's, let's play the stupid, stupid game. little Yeah, game. he's back to being, like, yeah, this character. Back, and you just kind of forget that he, yes. like, said that. So, but, yeah, totally understand the 6-7. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like, avoiding pain like the plague mm-hmm. with his 7. Oh, yeah. And so excited about everything. Yes. <laughs> when date night, uh, date Mike. <laughs> nice to meet you. He's like, they go out and he's so excited. He's like, it's not a birthday. It's we're just like getting drinks together. <laughs> oh, it's so cute. I and, love and it. Bam goes, Michael, where'd you go? And he like, throws the pool <laughs> cue at her. Why are you wearing a hat now? That's that's a good quiet Pam. Oh yeah. Why are you wearing a hat now? Wearing a hat now? <laughs> Pam, oh, let me do a thing. <laughs> let me do a thing. Let me do a thing. Oh my gosh. Uh, Easily one of, like, he will go down as one of the best TV characters. Agreed. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, yeah, his his goodbye was just the best thing ever. And it's, because it, it's so great, because you think of Michael as wanting all this attention on his last day. But he's so sad that he, like, yeah. can't. And so he pretends it's the next day. And that's another great uh, Pam and Michael. And he's like, uh, Pam's like, what kind of cake do you want? He's like. What, what do you want? She's like, what? <laughs> and he goes, what kind of topping would you like? She goes, hot fudge. He goes, sounds good. Fudge it up. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, something is up. Yeah. But he has all those moments with everybody. I know. It's so sweet. <laughs> and he doubles up on or triples up because he's losing time. And he gets Creed and Meredith and Gabe. Whether you die alone, whether you're going to die, whether you're going to die alone or die alone in a ditch. <laughs> I drunk in a ditch so good oh man but i'm sure you've like read this before that when jim walked into michael's office when john walked in he was saying goodbye to him for real and they just like we just start crying yeah and it's so sweet because it's so it's so genuine 
And just to think that was like, I mean, did he leave season six or seven? Season six. Like that was, yeah, just yeah, the end that of was six, six years of their life. And it was like, yeah. And I, I, I think it was one of those things. Maybe I'm getting like too into the details here, <laughs> but like, I feel like all the characters knew that once Steve Carell left, it was never going to be the same. Totally. They yeah. knew it. Yeah. And so I think that added another emotional level to him leaving. Like, even though that that episode was already emotional enough with like them singing to him mm-hmm. about like how many minutes he's worked there. It, it was just one of the, like you knew it was not even acting. Yeah. Like yeah. they knew it was like the office is it's not going to be the it's same. It's going to take a turn. Yeah. Don't know what turn it's going to take, but it's so cool when, you know, shows kind of, uh, it's like meta. break the fourth wall in yes. that way, you know, they're absolutely actually being themselves and yeah. All right. So relationship time, relationship time. And I decided to just focus on four key relationships because, you know, I tend to (laughs) write a ton. So, (laughs) I mean, these are just going to get smaller and smaller because I just, I don't have the time. But, I mean, who who am I kidding? I do have the time. (laughs) But, so the first one is Ryan and Kelly, (laughs) type three and type seven. best so good because we all know that they're best friends in real life and so just watching them <laughs> just be the worst to each other and the fact they're writing this yeah like can you imagine how funny that is in that writing room yeah and like just <sighs> like yelling and like making out with your best friend like on screen like right. that has to be like the funniest experience the three and the seven which is funny this is um Lorelai and Christopher and it talks oh, yeah that totally like adds up right because like threes and sevens are so similar but they can bring out i feel like and not always but i feel like sometimes they can have the tendency to bring out kind of the worst in each other oh, they yeah can bring like out the, like, especially when they're unhealthy like they are exactly <laughs> they're pretty unhealthy like their showiness and their shallowness and yeah all that stuff so what are you calling me monica yeah about? i know right <laughs> In no, the shallow, shallow, <laughs> shallow. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, they're just so fun to watch. But, yeah, they do end up together. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to think of, like, great Ryan and Kelly. Yeah. And I am keeping it. We already talked I about it. I am keeping it. it. <laughs> We've talked about them. Yeah, we are. When we talked about them, I'm just like. Yeah. I don't know. They're pretty cut and dry. Yeah. Like, let's just be honest. And it's hilarious they ended up together at the end. I know. It's like, how? Yeah. How did you end up together? He let her, he let his baby suck on a strawberry because he's allergic. <laughs> and she's like with that perfect man. But she's like, oh my God, Ryan, you named your baby Drake. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't even know like how much more I need no, to yeah. say about them. Michael and Pam, type six and just one of my favorite Absolutely. relationship dynamics. like my favorite platonic relationship yes. on the show by far because he treats her like he's so like creepy towards her and so inappropriate but he's like also kind of fatherly right so it's exactly. really funny it's like the creepy uncle <laughs> like specifically the the um job fair yes. episode when yes. that guy comes up and he just starts i mean what does he say about pam to her in he, front of pam Oh, she's like, Pam's dated everyone, so, like, maybe she'll date you. Yeah, she's like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, watch out. Like, maybe she'll sleep with you. Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, And then he, and then Pam leaves. Yeah. And he's like, what does he say? Like, what's the exact line? 
Like she's she's a gifted person and a talented artist or something. Like oh that. yeah, yeah. She genuinely doing, says yeah, good like, things. Genuinely about Genuinely says good things about her, like behind her back. Yeah, you're like what are and you And that's doing? when you're like, Michael loves Pam. Right. Oh yeah. But he has to keep up the charade. Yeah. He's like, I've never said this to her, but like she's an amazing I would never person. Say this to her like what? Well, she's an amazing Come person on. and a gifted artist. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh man, oh. it just ugh, cracks you up every cracks time. You up. And it's so interesting because of course I included the scene. Where she has the yard show and he comes because that's just the best. Oh, it's so good. And I wonder because what you were saying was was like maybe Michael knows how he is or like is actually aware. Yeah. And I don't know if he's actually aware of how he's being because part of me like likes that he doesn't because he's just like. Oh, yeah, no, I you totally know? agree that he had no idea like what that meant to Pam. Yeah. At the art show. Like he had no idea. No. He, he just, just she and invited people and uh-huh. so he just assumed everyone would come. Like, oh, you get invited. Right. I never get invited to things. Yeah, no, he's so excited. Come. He's such a seven in this. Yeah. Because he's so excited and he's like, he's like, Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I want to buy it. Yeah. Like, oh, we, we have to have it for the office. office? Yeah. How Which much? like Oh, so it like breaks sweet. your heart in the best way. I know. Right? How much? And she's like, You wanna buy it? Like, so cute. Oh, I freaking love it. Uh, he's like, that's my car. No, that's my car. <laughs> yeah. It's a window. And we, that's our building. And we sell paper. <laughs> <laughs> and we sell paper. Which is like, you start to laugh kind of again. And then he's like, I'm really proud of you. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. And then they hug. And then the, the candy bar in the pocket. Chunky. <laughs> Do you have something in your pocket? Chunky. <laughs> Do you want some? I'm good. <laughs> oh, man. You're right. There, There's no way in that scene that Michael truly, like, knows how much that meant like right. that really was just his seven coming out yeah and like he was just so excited to be invited yeah just excited and like oh so sweet uh and poor pam uh and that just when oscar and his boyfriend get there yes and she's so excited because she's like oh i finally like stepped out i finally did something on my own yes like a nine trying to break through the walls that she's put up and then they say that and it's like just crushing which is another reason why it builds that relationship with michael yeah because she was so just crushed right yes. before he got there yeah so gil is probably my least favorite character there we go oh, okay yeah. motel art which i mean like let's be real yeah it's like not amazing but you're there to see her art like don't shit talk it she right. is right there exactly well they didn't know that right you can't say gil that's a cop-out yeah that's <laughs> such a cop-out you're to say another least favorite character by the end of this okay um and just their goodbye was so amazing and i love that she she was the one that he didn't get to say goodbye to and he's like so he's like where's pam i know like he was so that's her out. favorite that's his favorite i love that it was on mike too yes me too because the director was just like say whatever you want to each right. other yeah and i i feel like in an interview like I, I know she said something like we just said bye whatever but there was an, some different interview where I think they both said they would never tell people exactly what they said. Yeah. Which is like the sweetest thing. That's please. so sweet. Right? Yes. Because it's like, oh, it's just real life. Yeah. It's, it's just like, special to them and they don't want to. Exactly. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Love it. And then they're, they're cons because they're both. Yeah. I feel like they kind of both have the same kind of issues when it comes to stepping out with, you know, being uncomfortable and being unstable right like not confident in themselves yes <laughs> like especially like when michael's dating jan yes like we see that right tenfold and then we see that with pam like all through seasons one through four mm-hmm. so it's truly it truly is like neither one of them feel like they're confident in themselves yeah exactly and then we see it later that they become more confident in themselves obviously right but 
Yeah, but it's just the fact that they were there for each other. Yeah. They're like Michael Scott Paper Company. And- yeah. <laughs> you got egg in my Crocs. He's like doing his sit-ups. <laughs> Who is it? Who is it? It's Michael Scott. It's, it's Michael Scott. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then Phyllis with that stupid line. He's like, you take all our jobs. Gosh, <laughs> freaking hater. <laughs> freaking annoying. Um, when Pam's like, let's make a list of what we've done today. Eat a ginormous breakfast. We've already done that. Sure. Don't patronize me, Pam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, I have egg in my crock. I got egg in my crock. Amazing. I'm whipping him. I'm whipping him. <laughs> or he goes, French toast? Yes, please. <laughs> what shape? Squares fine. <laughs> stack of them. See, yeah, there's so many. She's like, I, okay, stop she's making like, them. I think we've had enough. <laughs> I'm whipping them. I'm whipping them. I'm whipping them. <laughs> well, she bought the milk. <laughs> it's soy. It's short. Sure. It's soy. <laughs> and when. She finally like gets him to get dressed. She opens. She's like, "You look really nice," and he's so bashful. He's like, <laughs> we got Vikram, <laughs> best salesman I know. <laughs> and then they drop him. They're like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I I remember talking to Carly about how we love when they. When he has that other job, and he's like so cool there. They're like, you should review movies. <laughs> On like so that yeah. little section of his life, is, I know. Like it's, it's honestly, it was such a good write-in because like Michael was at such a low point. Yes. So they gave him something. Yeah, yeah. Which was just like so great because you start to actually feel bad for him. I was like, oh, like all the people like him. Mm-hmm. And like when they invite him to get drinks, he's yeah, like, he's, no. He's like, like I can't. He's yeah. like, oh man. And Jan picks him up. How was yoga? I didn't, I didn't go. go. I just didn't. Why not? I just didn't. <laughs> just didn't. God, Jan's amazing. Jan's the worst. Oh. So one of the questions we have is about Jan. So that'll be oh, good. Okay. Yeah, because I didn't include her on here. Perfect. And one of the questions about Holly, too. So that's good. All right, Holly Angela. Flex. Holly Flex. Is she, a, is she real or is she a hologram? No. Oh, <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. Uh, I haven't heard that one before. That's good. That was good. No, oh, that okay. yours was yours was like so subtle. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, oh, so Angela and Dwight. Angela and Dwight, type eight with a type eight. Type eight. Perfect for each other. Perfect. And it, it's funny to, yeah, to see a relationship that are the same mm-hmm. because. I feel like obviously you're drawn to each other because you understand each other, but then the things that you hate about yourself <laughs> become really. Yep. Yeah. Do you know any people in real life who are dating the same number? Or married? I think about that and I, I can't think of anyone. Yeah, I can't either. Interesting. Anyway. Interesting. I'll put that. Put that in the old. Put that in the noggin. Put that in the noggin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think it works in their favor that they're different wings. You oh know? yeah, for sure. Because Dwight's more, Dwight's more extroverted. <laughs> I heard a joke today. Oh, oh, really? that's funny. that's funny. <laughs> yes, it was. It was. Can't do it. Oh, the sprinkles mess. Yes, that's. I mean, that's what derails them for such a long time. Yeah, like the the actual longest time. Yeah, because they when they're having their like affair, they're not actually back together. Right. Because they don't. That doesn't result in them getting back together. Right. Exactly. 
And then it is so... I'm trying to think of, like, what part of the Enneagram relates to Angela making a contract for them. Right, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's that's control. That's That's literally her controlling her relationship. She's controlling her, like, fuck buddy relationship with Dwight. Yeah, that's true. You know? So strange. Yeah. But yeah, Dwight, man, Dwight just turns into... Like, he was just a weird person at first, and then right. he just turns into, like, a very annoying, selfish, unhealthy eight. Yeah. And like, like a f- weird frat boy. You're so right. It's weird. I don't know what... I don't, I don't know, know what, what triggers that. What What did trigger it? Because there's... What happen? What did the switch? I feel like when... It was a little before Michael left. Yeah, I think it was after he decides to give up on Angela. Because Angela... I mean, um, Dwight and Andy had that duel, right. and then they both decide to not. I need to look up what episode that is. So that part's see. so sweet when Michael's like, he was being cheated on, on under his nose, and Andy gets really sad, and Jim's like, all right, you're just being hurtful. <laughs> so sweet. Oh. oh. But, no, that's so true. I think maybe when he finally gives up on Angela, yeah. he becomes just like a dick again. Like, that's true. Which and, there's a reason. Cause, and they're apart for so long that I was almost like, I don't even care about them getting back together. I kind of felt the same way. And then, But then they tied it back, and yeah. it was great. They sure did. She has... <laughs> their son is the cutest kid. Did you see... So, it's in the last episode. Right. Which he's, I've seen. He has this, like... I don't remember. Blonde hair, blue eyes, like, just like, like a baby doll. Because mm-hmm. he's like, money or beat? And he hands... He's like, beat. Oh. Yeah. When he proposes, <laughs> he goes, I took this ring from the buttocks of my grandmother. <laughs> And she's like, just shut up. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I really need to go back and rewatch season nine. Yeah. Season nine's great. I need to. Yeah. It's tough. But yeah, they they both are really unlikable for a I mean, they're always unlikable because they're Angela and Dwight. But that stint where they're not together and she's like with the senator and all that stuff is really yeah. hard to watch. It really is. They're just they're better together. They really are. Yeah. They make themselves better. Mm-hmm. Go Angela and Dwight. We love you. We love you. Okay, Jim and Pam. Uh, I literally say, brace yourselves because. Brace yourself. Shermany Stretch. So many things. So many things. I mean. Where do we even start? Favorite TV couple ever, I think. It have to be. Yeah. Just. PB, Jim and Pam. Like, PB and J. What a waste. What a waste. Pam and Jim. <laughs> Kevin quote. Yeah. That's the best. I mean, they have so much chemistry. And it's funny because they're both obviously super hot, but they made them look like attractive, but like approachable. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so you felt like you could relate to them. Mm-hmm. And just the way just that slow build that's like frustrating when you watch it but it's like so earned when it happens oh, yeah is so good it's just like you like wonder like why isn't this working out but i'm like oh wait this is like real life yes totally like it's just like, it's just getting there yeah because like even it's i compare it kind of with luke and lorelei like how long it takes for them to get together because that's that is real life because first of all you're really good friends with each other so you don't know if the other feels that way too so it's a big risk there, but it also would just like affect your day to day because you see them every day. Right, they're exactly. such a part of your life. And so, and they're both resistant to stepping out and taking that mm-hmm. risk. And so that's why it takes so long and why they 
are stuck in relationships that they don't actually want to be in. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But I mean, those season two moments, I'm just like the Dundies. Ugh. The Dundies. The awkward part where um, Dwight and Michael have the duel. Mm. And then like Pam gets really uncomfortable because like her shirt comes up a little bit when they're flirting. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, put me down, put me down, put me down, put me down. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. oh, that's what, that was so uncomfortable. Right. But like, I also get it. Like, that was a little step too far yes. on Jen's part. Yeah. Definitely. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. But then he's like typing an apology and then he's like, I don't know. I was like, why did he delete it? Yeah. Yeah. I get it. So sweet. And then when his mom comes, or her mom comes to visit, she's like, which one's Jim? And he, uh, and he, he, he just he has tried a little so smile. hard not to like smile. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I love it. Oh, man. Yeah, one of the best TV couples yeah. to come out of this generation. And it's so great because you know that it's so hard for Jim to admit that he loves her. And then, but he literally tries everything. Yeah. You know, but not in a way that's like aggressive. It's like he tells her and then she, but then, and then she goes in and she, he kisses her. And she's obviously into it. Right. But... I mean, what a good season finale. Man, that was the best. The best. And then it was, that was the, like the super long break, right? No, yes. No, no, no. That wasn't. Oh, no. That was, that was. That a, was the next season. That was a super long break after. That was season four. Right. And this was season In the three, middle right? of season four. But yeah, the season two finale and the season three finale. Are you free for dinner tonight? Uh, her uh, reaction is so, so great. sweet. <laughs> Sorry, what was the question? Sorry, what was the question? Oh, so great. So, so surprised. Yes. And then it's like everyone can take a super deep like sigh of relief. Yeah. Which is sad because it's like, oh, it's building, 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 and then it happened. Mm-hmm. And but not- I don't think it was disappointing. Like, no, 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 it definitely wasn't. But like it was up there and it was up there and it was up there. And then it was like, there's nowhere to go. Yeah. So we have to like mess their relationship up right right with, like right. the cameraman and like all that crap yes which like is not is not unlike real life right because that, that's what i liked so much was like you know the tension and all that the build-up was so great mm-hmm. and then the beginning of their relationship was so great and then them getting engaged them getting married like they're ma- taking all these steps and then like getting pregnant and all that and so all of that was natural but then once they've like had kids, it was like we got to do something radical. Right, exactly. Yeah, which I guess is it threw me for a loop because I watched The Office for comedy, mm-hmm. and then like you talked about, like it started to turn into like like a sitcom type of thing. Yeah, yeah. It was like it was like oh, you can't just, you can't really watch one offs anymore. Right, like they're not like just funny episodes individually. Like you need right. to like, just watch it in a row to see what's happening. Like, right. It's not even like. They're not comedy anymore. It's a story. Yeah. What's that called? I think it's called like, oh, it's serialized versus like episodic. So if The Office was episodic in the earlier stages, it became serialized. And I like it didn't really need to be. Didn't need to be. Yeah. But, but I guess it had to be. Yeah. Because- and I also love that because that's like you have to commit to and you have to watch all of it. Right. And yeah. Exactly. But yeah, their cons. I mean, it's like a three and nine. It's just some they can be a, a case of too much of a good thing, which mm-hmm. is so true. And the threes are heavily invested in having this perfect marriage. And so I think they're both, the three doesn't want to admit that they're having problems because they want to project to people who they are and they want to project that they are perfect mm-hmm. or quote unquote, like they appear. To they're be killing like, it. Right. Yeah. Yes. Whereas the nine, 
they don't really care what other people think about their relationship probably or what other people think but within the relationship they don't want to rock the boat right. so it's it's a bad combination if it gets to that point oh, where yeah. there's something bad happening yeah mm-hmm. yeah which is what happened when they had when they started to have a kid yep and i said and this is how realistic people it, it truly is but it's it's true you know yeah. which is why i hated it because i didn't watch it to be realistic yeah well and it was so cool because when jim uh jim misses cc's recital and pam doesn't record it well and then he yells at her and jenna fisher was like i was really crying because she was like i hated that jim and pam were fighting oh. you know she was like i hated it as much as i knew everyone else would right because exactly. you don't see that at all but yeah so we see like it, it's great because we kind of see this deterioration really once they start having kids you right. know they have these like small conflicts that just like lead into each other and they're clearly not like talking about it or going to therapy or anything like that and then it blows up with the with the whole job thing and it's yeah i mean they're both at fault there like oh, yeah jim was reckless and untruthful mm-hmm. but pam was unsupportive and thinking that she, he was just doing it just for him and right not for the family but that that part is so good because he's like they're like working on their marriage but it's like awkward they like went to therapy and they're like you know and then he is getting in a cab to go back and he like goes and hugs her and it's like still really awkward like yeah, she doesn't exactly. want, and then she just like gives them and they're like they find they remember what they loved about each other they and remembered. yeah sweet it's really sweet oh that gif yeah love it oh man the not enough for me you're everything is so good oh man it's, i mean when jim makes that whole comp like compilation i know video, <laughs> whew, hit you in the heartstrings it's like well it's so funny because i was like oh i've watched these before on youtube <laughs> like <laughs> and that's like all of the episodes yeah oh man it's just it's so it's so jim it's like yeah you remember again why he is the greatest mm-hmm. like even though he has his faults he has his problems it's like he loves Pam so much. So much. Which is why I think I get mad at Pam. Yeah. Because I'm like, why don't you believe that? He loves you so much. Yeah. He does all of this for you. For you. Which isn't normal, but. No. Um, yeah. And I love that the way that Pam kind of repairs their marriage and responds to him is doing something kind of reckless like he did, but is also just like a really kind of a a big, a big gesture, a big gesture of love. And. I love. I just love that storyline that they Which end up, up them moving to Austin. Okay, right. so Pam, Pam sells their house without him knowing mm-hmm. and is like, "Let's move to Austin and you rejoin athlete, athlete, and yeah." And so they just make this big change and yeah. it's like really exciting. And he's like, "I only want to do this if you want to do it." And she's like, "I really want to do it." So, yeah, man, crazy. So good. Dunder Mifflin will never be the same. Ooh, excuse for me. For good reason. For good reason. So oh, we do have to say our top three. Oh yeah, top three characters. And, and your least and favorite our least character. favorite. Character. But it has to be like a substantial character. Like, it can't be Gabe or anything. Like right. That. Oh my god. Yeah. That would definitely can't, be, can't mine. be Gabe. Can't be Gabe. Can't be Oscar's boyfriend. Like it has to be. Okay. Top three: Nellie, Gabe, and Angela. Man, <laughs> that was that was a lot. <laughs> Nellie. Tacos. I hate her. I I, I hated don't her. Don't say that lightly. But I I, I kind of like her. 
No part of me likes her. Yeah. I'm sorry. No she's, part. She's really annoying. Period. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Three favorite. It's hard not to put Michael at number one. Yeah. Let's just be honest. Yeah. And I know Andy is either two or three. Okay. But my two, I'll, I'll put him as three. Mm-hmm. My two slot vacillates. I like that word. Thank you. Between Dwight and Jim. Like, I don't know who it would be. Yeah, I know. Same. Like, I want to say Jim, but I feel like that's such a cop-out answer, which makes me want to put Dwight because he's more dynamic. Right. Dynamic. That's a good word. I know. I think I would do Michael, Dwight, Jim, but that's so, that's so boring. But it's fine. What if we... If it's true. Okay. Obviously, Michael's our favorite character. Right. What if we did our three favorite, like, supporting? Ooh, good idea. Yeah. Like that. Is Andy supporting? Like, who are we saying is... No. I So, don't don't include Michael, Jim, Pam. Basically, anyone we talked about. Dwight or Andy. Okay. Yeah. No, like, Kelly and Ryan would be in right, right, and Aaron. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. Favorite supporting. Mm-hmm. That's tough. I, I'm not going to say he's my favorite supporting, because he's definitely not. But I will say that... These, how much Michael hates Toby is one of the funniest things in the office. It is so good. So I'm glad they included him. Yes. Yeah, but not. No, not my favorite. Yeah, definitely not my favorite, but yeah. some of my favorite moments. Ooh, that's tough. I mean, Creed, honestly, probably would fall number one. Yeah. Creed, seasons one through three, Kevin. Yeah. After that, absolutely not Kevin. But <laughs> Creed, seasons one through three, Kevin, and then... Rounding out at three, maybe Kelly. Okay, yeah. I think I'm Aaron Kelly Daryl. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. We both put Kelly in there. Yeah, we love Kelly. We'll take it. All right, least. Least favorite favorite character. character. I will go first. It is Phyllis. (laughs) I have a very strong opinion on this. If you want to talk to me about it after, you can. Yeah, and I hate that she she's like cute and then she's like a bitch and then she's like really really sexual and yeah yeah i don't like her don't yeah. like her one bit I, I i support that thank you most people don't because they're like oh she's like a little grandma i'm like no she's not no she's, she's not uh-uh. uh-uh. oh yeah phyllis <laughs> oh we went to the <laughs> same high school michael <laughs> the part that we cracked up at uh my family and i watched the office over christmas michael is like we're a family here pam is my wife and Jim's kind of like, and and Jim, and Ryan is my son, and S- Stanley's our mailman. <laughs> so good, and he's just Jemima. like, is that the was that the quote? Yeah. That she said? Oh, Stanley might be Stanley or Daryl or Creed. Ah, oh, that's hard. Okay, no, I'm not changing my answer. Okay, I'm just gonna use um, least favorite. Like someone that's your least favorite, that like you'd have to argue with, argue for. Maybe Andy or Kevin. Really? Yeah. I thought you were going to say Oscar, honestly. I like Oscar. I have no qualms. No qualms. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I could totally agree with Kevin later seasons. Yeah. Definitely not Andy, though. Yeah. No, you love Andy. <laughs> and I love him, too. I just, for some reason, when I think about, I don't know. No, I, I mean, you get it, right? Like, his character was literally made to annoy. Yes. Yeah. So. Right. It makes sense. But yeah. All right. All right. So we're Emma and I made up a little jingle of. <laughs> so for Gilmore Girls, we had three submissions. Now we have four. Moving on up. 
The first one is from my friend from high school, Erin Esterline. We were on the basketball team together. She's six feet tall. (laughs) She's amazing. And she said, okay, I would be interested to hear thoughts on Jan. Initially, I see her as a strong female executive who is dealing with, as much as I love Michael, a very challenging employee. (laughs) And as the seasons progress, she loses sight of herself, which culminates in the episode that makes her that makes me the most uncomfortable dinner party. So I guess my question is, what type do you think Jan is? How do you think she changes throughout her time on the show from Michael's boss to Michael's live in girlfriend? I love that live in girlfriend running Serenity by Jan and finally being in charge of the white pages. Man. Do you think she changes types or just becomes or just goes from being a healthy version of her type to an unhealthy version? Hmm. Interesting. I will say that I have talked to multiple people about this. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I don't think there's a no one. No one could convince me that <laughs> I'm sounding like Michael. I just started. <laughs> I don't know where it's going. No one could convince me that you can't change types. Like I've heard so many yeah. people being like, you, you're always the same type. No, I don't agree. I've heard many people be like very strong about that, which I'm like, sure, be strong about it. But I don't agree with you. Yeah. Um, Honestly, even if a scientist gave me facts about it, I wouldn't believe him. So <laughs> that being said, I do think that Jan could have changed types. Okay. Did she? I don't know. Let's talk about it. Right. What are your first thoughts? So initially when she said, what do you think Jan's type would be? What are the two numbers you think I came that came to um, my brain one i think okay. strikes first mm-hmm. because like unhealthy ones are just like like cut and dry bold like mm-hmm. leave like almost kind of act like eights yeah yeah that's a um, good one so that's why i said that first mm-hmm. i don't know second one I, maybe three i don't know yeah so i said three or eight mm-hmm. but I, I i see one too so i'm not sure yeah the only reason i think one is because she has this she's so like particular mm-hmm. and i know eights can be particular too but i don't know what it is about like super unhealthy ones that just act, they're just like very straightforward mm-hmm. it's like so i go to a one when i'm unhealthy okay. which is i go to a one when i'm healthy oh crazy look at us. um but yeah i could just see like very matter of fact mm-hmm. very detailed oriented like has all their facts together, has every like has her shit together, like everything lines up, but when things go helter skelter <laughs> they go what? Helter skelter. <laughs> things go helter skelter. <laughs> when things go helter skelter. <laughs> when things go helter skelter, you know. It's just go shit. Okay. I think you're totally right. I don't know why I didn't think about a one. Because I'm reading about it now. Principled I mean I I know what a one is, but, but sometimes read, it helps yeah, I get to I get you. Principled purposeful self-controlled and perfectionistic and they go to a four in stress and when you think about when she's like (laughs) (laughs) that song yeah she loves hunter's song yes no not what's the what's the baby shower song oh the baby shower but yeah hunter's Um, song for one well, and then when she does the white pages, she her daughter comes and she goes, how was school? What did you learn? So Which is so funny. Jan is like a, she was, she's a singer. She was played Fontaine on Broadway That's for Les Mis. But I did not know that. A one I think is right because the scene that I'm thinking of when she goes to a foreign stress is when she gets fired and she's in the car with Michael and she's just switching moods. She's so yes. moody. She's like, this could be great. You know, I could it's just, great. we could do this. And she's like, oh. 
I can't do this and all this stuff. And that comes crashing down because she's not her perfect self. Right. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So I'm. We're gonna type her a one. Type her a one. And yeah, maybe she just switches from unhealthy to healthy levels. Yeah. You know, maybe she goes from a three to a one. Like if we're saying what's a that, what's a healthy one go to? Uh, a seven interesting yeah oh yeah because that would make sense yeah i still think it's weird let me just take this for the record sure i think it's weird that when you're a healthy number you go to a different number when i think about so a four grows goes to a one in growth so when i go through something that's bad and i'm being an unhealthy four where i'm being too sensitive and like too focused on like bad stuff i will go to a one in growth and become more objective and be able to see it from a lens that's like more logical and okay. not emotional i like that better right into it in growth yeah sometimes i hear it's growth and like stress a, yeah yeah okay so thank you for clarifying and i go to a two in stress which makes sense i like become too focused on relationships and like people pleasing yeah do you know what a seven goes to in stress a uh, seven goes to a one in stress and it okay. goes to a five and in, in growth. growth oh great which i like understand that yeah actually get yeah that. it's cool Okay, so Aaron, we're gonna type her a one. Mm-hmm. I hope um that helps you out and answers your question. Not Aaron. Jan. Her name is Aaron. Who yeah, oh, that's the Aaron, question. We yeah. are typing Jan. Right. The one. Typing okay. Jam. Um and if you have any questions, you know where to find me. <laughs> All right, our next <laughs> question is from Carly. Um, my friend that sent me the document. Best is Mish. She <laughs> so we read her thoughts on Jim which were very astute this is okay (laughs) okay so literally she sent me a document that says Michael and Jim okay so read all the Jim the Michael what are your Enneagram impressions of Holly what characteristics in her stabilize Michael and do you think that she brings out the best in him or does she just change him great question right and I think I think I think I know what Holly is I don't Um, know I don't have a, I don't have an idea. I think she might be a four because mm-hmm. she's super quirky. Yeah. She's, she's kind of like Phoebe from friends, like really eccentric. Yeah. And, and so I looked up fours and sixes and they're both highly emotional and often feel insecure around people. And they both tend to react to like strong, immediate feelings, which makes sense for both of them. Uh, fours and sixes can bring, to each other the feeling that they are kindred souls connected by their feelings and abandonment and a certain distrust of others literally michael and right yeah and fours bring sensitivity sensuality michael michael just exudes sex (laughs) he has like the cheese cheeto puff stuff on his mouth (laughs) and the ability to express emotions openly including the feelings that the sixes themselves don't know how to express so sick like michael is very unaware of himself so i think the way that Holly stabilizes him is he is she allows him to express his feelings and understand them. Yeah. You know, and then it also says fours give sixes the sense that they are needed, mm-hmm. which is which is good for them. Wow. Yeah. Great call out. I, w- I don't think I would have said that at first, mm-hmm. but that is. That sounds correct. Yeah. It's a great call. So the the last thought from Carly is that Michael is a six wing seven, which is basically the opposite of her, which is a three wing four. But she says she feels that they overlap in their seeking out of toxic relationships, a.k.a. Jan, or unflappingly holding on to unrequited love, Holly. 
but she thinks that they come from these different places. Michael is so blinded by his need to be loved that toxicity or someone else's disinterest isn't even on his radar. Again, not aware of certain things that are happening. Whereas for myself, those feelings come from an unwavering obsession of winning, winning an argument or winning someone's affections. It's interesting to me that Michael and I overlap in this way. We're both idealistically romantic, but he just wants to be loved and I just want to be right. <laughs> what am I what I'm saying is I'm a competitive asshole and Michael is an abuse puppy. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. Yeah. So there's a final thought from Carly, and that's interesting. Which I could argue hmm. every single type. You could argue something about that with an unhealthy relationship. Totally. Every time. Yeah. So Yeah, it's it's interesting to examine the reasons why a certain type would seek out a toxic relationship. Right. Like I can think, I don't know. I got so many things, right? Yeah. Like go ahead, like off the bat sevens, mm-hmm. like, Oh, to just experience fun, pleasure, whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, nines because they don't want to get out of the relationship because mm-hmm. they don't know how, cause they don't want to rock the boat. Right. Yep. So I can, you know, you just like start spouting them out. It's like each totally. Yeah. Each number. Yeah. And I think I, I, th- I think we talked about this in the, uh, Gilmore Girls one I think Emma and I were both saying that we're like attracted to threes and sevens a lot but the problem is with me is like I've I've looked at like a four and a seven before and both really like passionate about life and get really excited and all that stuff and the four can bring you know kind of slow down the seven and be like how do you feel about this Mm -hmm. and the seven can be like let's go do this and get your mind off get your mind off of it but at the end of the day if the four is not being seen and like heard that's like the worst thing for right. them and then if a seven if a four is bringing a seven too far down that's the worst thing for them exactly so yeah i think we all seek out toxic relationships for different reasons exactly yeah. man i so agree yeah. i i still am very curious to know mm-hmm. if the same number i want to know uh-huh. dating or married yeah I'd love to find I know. That. So, um, listeners, <laughs> so listeners, if you are dating or married to or know someone dating or married to that have the same number, uh, we'd love to know. We'd love to know. Give us a shout out. Okay. Oh so, yeah, Allison asked, "What's your fave scene where Michael's Wing Seven comes out?" Which we kind of already answered, right? Or do you want to answer that one too? Fun jeans. <laughs> Fun jeans. Points. Something about Michael and those pants. And those jeans. Well. Actually, the fun jeans are different from his just jeans. You're right. Because the, right, the right, fun right, jeans right. are white, white. white jeans. Yeah. And the and the jeans I'm thinking of is when he does the dance. Yeah, he does oh, the, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he lifts the weights. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. I'm just thinking of just the the when he got the jeans dry cleaned. Yes. Right? Okay. <laughs> and they're like hanging. Yes. 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 yes My. Yes. She throws them up. <laughs> she just. <laughs> yeah. Another favorite one of mine is when. There's wet cement drying in the yes. parking lot. Oh my god! And he runs up and he's what like, "What an epitome and like, of a seven. Pam, what? Pam's like, "What are you talking about?" And he's like, "There's the cement. Dark paint. No, no, uh, like uh, ideas." And that's actually a great feeling. She's like, "When I was little." Oh. And then Michael, but yeah, Michael goes, Michael goes, ah, like, no. which is what I did yeah. when Phyllis did that. She's like, <laughs> and then, um, oh my god. Someone says you should put your initials in it, and he's like MGS. Someone named Martin Greg Sputnik, <laughs> <laughs> which you know he just like improvised. Yes, and oh, then Kelly man. says about the Hollywood, and he's like Pam translate. He's like the hands. She's talking about the handprints. I, I love it. it. <laughs> I love it. Even I more. love it even more. <laughs> oh, that is such a good seven. Shove it in. Make it sure it's all the way in. <laughs> 
Yeah, that is that's one of my favorite wing oh, sevens. Oh, that's such a good one. Oh yeah. my gosh, dang! I could have had a different one in the jeans then if that was your seven. No, it's okay. She, I was thinking about it earlier. Yeah, that's a good one though. I love that. Uh, which character do you identify with most? That's Allison's last question. Ooh, Al, nice. Rain. Also, let's just give a shout out to Allison. We should. She was supposed to be on the podcast app, but she's Prior like hot ballooning in. <laughs> In the desert in, in or Sedona something. or something. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. Anyways, miss you, Al. Yeah, miss you. Um, which character do I identify with yeah. the most? That's a hard one. I know, because the problem with this question is that there's a lot of horrible people and like only a few good people. But right. It's feel like, like I'm a gym. Exactly. That's, that's what I was saying. Like everyone's I'm, gonna be like I'm, like, I'm totally gym. I kind of identify with Jim, but that's also flattering it's myself too much. I would say I'm a combination of Jim, Michael, and Andy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, we're doing combinations. Yeah. I think that's easier. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I also think – I think everyone probably has some Jim in them because he's probably yeah. the most normal person. I want some Jim in me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Cut. Oh, man. Cut. Yeah. That in post. Cut that in Okay, post. let me think. This is tough. Gotta say Kelly, because she... Yeah, she's your type. She's my type, so yeah. I gotta say her. Gotta say Jim, Kelly, and... Oh, Monica, help me out here. I know, I'm trying to think. I don't I don't mean this in, like, a cynical way, but, like, I, I see some of Angela in my wing eight. I was gonna say that, but, like, yeah, like, 2% Angela. Yes, I could yeah. see it, though. Yeah. Like, Kelly, Angela, Jim. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, she is very... <laughs> Mine are all men. Hey, it's understandable. Yeah. It happens. But yeah, I, I could like. I think yeah, I think that works. Whenever my like fight or flight mode, yeah. I'm in fight mode, and she comes out, and she comes out, Angela comes out, right? All right, so we've got our final question right. from one of my best friends from home, Mackenzie Flynn. Shout out. Okay, so Mackenzie actually asked a question that we totally talked about, which is so funny. She um, is asking about Michael and how he. He seems unaware of social cues, unable to commit to relationships, idealistic and lazy. But then he has these moments of brilliance. And she literally talks about the murder episode. So that's yep. amazing. So um, Mackenzie, I'm sorry, but we have already answered this. We have already answered So um, just reference the Michael section. <laughs> on hour that's, three and Exactly. I'll give you the timestamp. But yeah, no, I'm so glad you brought that up because that's, that's one of our favorite parts about Michael. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So for our last segment here. I used to, I mean, I still do. I actually reference this. Whenever there was a really random quote that I wanted to share with Meredith, the next time I saw her, I just added it to this list. I have the exact same note list on my phone. So cute. Yes. Well, and the, the, the title's literally The Office Dash Meredith. <laughs> <laughs> so I pulled from this. Uh, so great. So we, so as Meredith and I are kind of quote queens of this show, amen. of Amen. <laughs> Of the deep of the deep tracks, we are gonna quiz each other here. I will full disclosure mm-hmm. had a lot of confidence until trivia night. And Monica, I will like, I even say this to my family, and they're like, Meredith, that's like big of you. I tell them that you know more about the office than me. Wow, it's it was is pretty, especially for seven. It was hard for me to say. But. Yeah, I appreciate that. I I don't totally agree. I think, <laughs> I think your knowledge of the early seasons is probably more in depth than mine. My overall is more just because I've seen the most of it, but I appreciate that. Appreciate your honesty. (laughs) 
All right, so let the games begin. Let the games begin. Dun, dun. Which I'm pretty sure all the ones I have in my head I've already asked you before, but that's they're right. still funny. You want to do back and forth? Yeah, that'll be fun. Okay, so I'm happy sometimes. Uh, want me scrapbook? <laughs> totally. So I don't like no super references, mm-hmm. but it's when Michael wants to break up with Jan mm-hmm. and he calls all of the women in the office yeah. into the conference room. Then they go to the mall yes. and they ask him like, you ever happy in your relationship? And he's like, well, maybe sometimes <laughs> like towards the end of sex and will we scrapbook? <laughs> yes. That is I forgot about quote. part one. Amazing. <laughs> yes. That is women's appreciation. Mm-hmm. Season three. Great episode. That is one of the episodes I have like purchased on my iTunes. Oh, yeah. I love that. All right. Your turn. All right. Trying to help you, stupid bag. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to help you. Trying to help you, stupid bag. Which I think is his best impromptu ever. Yes, it's so good. So that is season five, I believe. And that's when Meredith has been um, dealing in some some, uh, shady operations with a supplier i guess where she's sleeping with him and he's giving her discounts and um steak amazing what is it uh outback steakhouse yes gift certificates yeah so so she's trying to michael doesn't because holly's like this is really serious we need to report it and michael doesn't want to so he's asking her kind of a leading question and she's just like no i just kind of like you know and he's like oh we're trying to help you stupid bag and he just glances at the camera real fast before he says stupid bag and that's, that's how you know yes that that's it, how you it know just... it's improvised another favorite michael improv moment is in uh classy christmas and angela is like tailoring his pants and he's like is the senator coming and she's like oh he's not he may not be able to make it. He's like, well, then he's not a senator. He's not a senator. <laughs> I know you love that one. He's not a senator. He's not a senator. Can he get me out of a parking ticket? Yeah. I don't think he's a Oh, that's right. he's not a senator. That is not a senator. <laughs> love it. Okay, so this is kind of a long one, but it's one of my favorites. Okay. Let me hear it. I think these might be all. These are all Michael because, of course. Right. These are literally all. No, no. There's one that's not. Okay. Okay, my next one isn't, so we're changing it. Maybe there's some sort of animal we could make a sacrifice to. Like a giant buffalo. I'm gonna skip to the end though, or just the head of a monkey with the, with the antlers of a reindeer, and with the, the body of, of a porcupine. <laughs> oh, amazing! This was the episode. Uh, let me say the season later because I'm not sure if I'm gonna get the season right. But um, an obscene watermark right on the paper. This was the episode. Maybe it totally is. Is I'll it? get to it. Okay, then I got it wrong. Oh, what did you say? Because I just pulled this out of my. I said it was fun run because the office is cursed. No, the computer crashes. Oh, Cri- no. Computer you crashes with right. the porn. Computer crashes with the porn. That's why yeah. I was thinking that. Computer crashes with the porn. Oh, you're totally right. It is I, the fun I run I think episode. it is. I just got it wrong. And Jim slowly turns to the camera. <laughs> oh, because then he's like, I will do some research. And Pam's like, I'll help you. And you don't know if they're dating yet. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. So. But that was. Negative no. point for Meredith because she right. got that one wrong. All right. Next one. I referenced this earlier. Okay. Just, this is the quote. Okay. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Andy. <sighs> yep. What's the episode? I know. I know you know it. I know it. It's not Benny Hanna Christmas. No, it is not. <gasps> I know it. It's season five, episode one. 
I think it's weight loss. No shit. Oh, it's dinner party. There it is. There it is. Third time's a charm. Yes. <laughs> Literally one word. Yes, yeah, just one word. <laughs> because Michael is saying the like only the only people oh, that are allowed couples. to come are couples. Yeah. And he goes, Andy and Angela. And he goes, oh, oh. All right. There so you go. got there, but still not really a point. <laughs> you know, this is one of my favorite quotes. And I don't blame you if you don't get this because I actually don't even. If it's Tell me if it's past season six. Yeah, it is. <sighs> okay. I mean, give it a try, but it's it's not going to happen. It's not on the cards. He has no arms or legs. Okay. He can he cannot walk or speak. This is how he led a nation. <laughs> oh my gosh. Totally know that quote. Right? But it's it is it is hard. Cause I had to really like dig in my brain to remember why he was saying this. So don't say it yet. I won't. It's Michael, obviously. Right. All right. I need a hint. So think about why he's saying this. He's being really dramatic and someone's telling him. You do this a lot, and it's a female. <laughs> you're gonna have to tell me. Like I'm gonna have to lose. It's okay. The other three, you're definitely gonna get. That was this was the hardest one. So it's sex ed. It's season seven, and it's because Michael has that pimple that he thinks is herpes, uh-huh. and he's like revisiting all of his lovers. And Holly's like, "You over romanticize things. Like, remember when you made up that movie slogan that makes you cry?" <laughs> Oh my and then he says gosh, it. that's yes. hilarious. So it is, it's a really deep quote, but I just love that. That is hilarious. This is how I we love. led a nation. 90% not going to quote right if it's past season six. Right, right, right. But that's hilarious. And uh, no I just excuse. wanted to bring that one It up. is no excuse. No, no, it's it's okay. You'll totally know this one's fun, but it's just a funny quote that's that I kind of forgot. One time I suspected an ex-girlfriend of mine was cheating on me, <laughs> so I tailed her for six nights straight. Turns out she was with a couple of guys, actually, so... Mystery solved. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is Dwight. This is when he is investigating Oscar's day off. And he sees him with Gil. And he goes, I know what this means. Shopping bags, ice skates. You weren't sick at all. <laughs> you weren't sick at all. So this is, I think it's season three. For a second, I did think that was the joint episode. Oh, yeah, that's a but, good one. Yeah. Yes, you're correct. Yeah. Okay. Hum de dum coming home from work. <laughs> hum de dum coming home from work. Oh. Ah. <laughs> ah. Oh, my gosh. I got to think about this one for a second because, like, I can see it. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. Obviously, Dwight. Right. Ah, oh, gosh. Okay, hold on. I'm off my game. You're good. It's a little late for me. Think about where they are. I know that's what I'm trying to think. Yeah. Oh, yes. They they're at uh David Wallace's house. Yep. Because I hear the their branch is closing down and they're trying to change that. So they wait for David Wallace outside of his house and they're rehearsing what Michael's gonna say to them. Yes. Perfect. This end of season three? Amen. All right. Season three finale. All right. All right. I don't really have another one. Okay. I'm going to do one more for you. And then I just want to talk about this one because I love it. Okay. You can do it, you I think can do it one... again and let me see if I can get it. Yeah, yeah. And then we can just okay, discuss it. The timing was nothing short of predominant. 
deposition. Yes. Hundo P. <laughs> Which is one of my favorite episodes. Maybe my favorite it episode. It is. Oh, it's so freaking good. It's the so good. Timing was. And I think it just reminds me of like the height of my obsession. Like I was in eighth grade or something. That's so true. And I was like, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. And it was just, uh, it's so perfect. Like another flash flood warning. Man, it's so perfect. Michael, like just being so unconfident of where yeah of like where he is in life yeah like is he devoted to jan is he devoted to the office like right. he has no idea like he thinks that david wallace is like on his side yeah. and it turns out they're like no one is on his side yeah. but toby who he hates yeah oh man. oh it's so good and literally when he goes when he's like do you promise to say the whole truth nothing but the truth yeesh <laughs> yeesh <laughs> we used to what my whole friend we used to be like yeppers yeesh what you, I don't remember. I told you not to say it. Do you remember that? Yeesh. Yeesh. Okay, so I love this quote. I'll I'll see if you can get it. Okay. Did you hear that Angela's dating an 81, 81 year old billionaire? Owns a quiz notes off the turnpike. <laughs> okay, so it's from Gossip, which is season six. It's the opener. Mm-hmm. And Jen, or um Michael finds out the Santa's having affairs so he's like spreading all these rumors and I just I don't know why because there's all the like short ones but yeah. it's like do you know that Angela's dating an 80 or one year old billionaire owns a Quiznos off the turnpike <laughs> like what off the turnpike, off the turnpike. <laughs> like a like, billionaire he owns a Quiznos yeah <laughs> oh my gosh uh, that's incredible I'm gonna probably yeah. text you some tomorrow oh you should I just like thought of right on the way home yeah no that was great that was so great oh my goodness we did it. We did it. We did it. That was amazing. That was great. Thank you for having me. Of course. Anytime. This was an honor and a privilege. Also, just kind of felt like some like a dinner date at talk. Exactly. That we just, that we just recorded. Recorded. Exactly. <laughs> this is what we would be talking about, not on a podcast. 100%. Yeah. Like, actually, we went to, we literally went to like a nice Mexican place to do a bracket <laughs> yeah. for gym pranks. Yes. Like a literal March Madness bracket. Yeah. Last March, it's coming up on a year now. Right. So yeah, just a normal night for uh, for us. Exactly. A little later, but like normal. A little later. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this uh, was great. You know, it was so great too. I was thinking about um, how we met through TT mm-hmm. and what was that like box that people would put things in what was it called oh man i forgot about that it was just like a box where you put like funny things in yeah. or nice things in um like katie put in that i paid 91 dollars for uber on fourth of july because it was the first time i'd ever used uber and but the next year when meredith and i met you put that one of your kids asked you if you and i had been friends this freshman year and you were like we met last week <laughs> <laughs> Which is so great. Oh my gosh. I'm it's, so glad you reminded me of that. It's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Just the epitome of our friendship. Right. It was so great. Just from the outside, it looked like man, it they, was just they, so worn in. Yeah. Like, man, professional orientation, like the first week, they just met and just kicked it off. From yes. There. Yeah. So like, fun. Yeah. But, man, shout yeah. out to TT. Shout out to TT. I mean, what a great experience. Great experience. And, yeah, it literally felt like summer camp for It really did. Old, I miss you that old last people. year, though. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. That yeah. Was interesting year. Yeah. I know. Definitely, like, the first year was really fun. And, I mean, the last year was great because of you. But, like, the the whole experience as a whole was better the first time. Right. Yeah. It always is. But, like, isn't it? Well, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Is it? Is it? Is it? Ask yourself this. <laughs> 
is it? Who is it? Is it? All right. Well, thank you for for listening. Thank you. Thanks, Meredith, for being here. Of course. Thank you for having me. I'll have you back. Peace out. Peace out, Girl Scout. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I don't think I've ever said that. Peace out. Peace out, Scout. Don't have to go home, but you can stay here.